I was like, I'm going to bleed my ass off. And I'm going to make this man want to book me again. So uh, Necro was getting ready to throw me out. Nobody knew I was going to get color either. Necro was getting ready to throw me out. I said, Dylan, please, I, I need to get juice, sir. Please. He said, it's a battle royal. I said, please, Dylan. He said, all right. So he hit me on the post and hit me on the post again. And Where did you keep your blade? Uh, in my wrist tape. Like I, yeah. I was always scared. I was, yeah, I never, I in my wrist tape. It. Slice that some bitch, and uh, I was like, "Does it look good, sir?" He said, "You're good, you kid." Did not call him sir. <laughs> yeah, I did. No way. I did, man. I did. And and sure enough, man. Uh, a couple weeks later, he ain't called me. He's like, "Hey, you know, I, I had a spot opening. Uh, I'd like to use you in the death matches. You know, the king of the death matches." I was like, "Awesome. Here we you go." <laughs> It's hard to put into words what it feels like when you get slammed into glass and it explodes. It's weird. At the time, I'd never felt more alive. The crowd's behind you, and you're telling a story. Although it might not be a very beautiful story, it's beautiful in wrestling terms. Welcome to Wrestling is Gross. This is episode 10. Uh, my name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. Tonight we'll be talking about Drake Younger. Um, that is a quote from the uh, Drake Wirtz interview on WWE.com from, uh, I think it's 2015 or so. Uh, before he was even a main roster referee. Of course, Drake Wirtz, uh, arguably most well-known for being that very uh, spray-tanned-looking-ass motherfucker who <laughs> occasionally referees uh, on the main roster and often referees. I guess he, I guess he does a lot, of, a lot of refereeing on the main roster now, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, but I, I think he still... I think he mostly just does the big show. The He does the uh, takeovers for NXT because he's fucking there. He doesn't sure. have to go down to... Or Winter Park or whatever the fuck. Um, and he's a good ref. Yeah, he seems but, like a good ref. I don't know. It's hard, you know, within the modern WWE system, what is a good ref? They're all, exactly. they're all very much in, in the same way that, uh, every commentator is just Michael Cole. Um, every referee is just, um, what's his name? The Mike Kyoto. Yeah, Mike Kyoto. There you go. You had him. Um, yeah, they're all just Mike Kyotas, except he's a lot more tan and he's got a lot more scars. Uh, Drake Younger is one of my favorite wrestlers probably of all time. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I fucking second that. I feel like he, he did a lot to, he, he's such a, Firstly, on the personality, we'll talk about that later. But the why why you love Drake, but as a, just as a, a wrestler, he helped legitimize in a way like post Zandig death matches. The he 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 and others are the modern BJW style of death match, but in America, and it's a lot weirder. It's even weirder. Yeah, there's some shit in this. We're just some style of wrestling where you're like, "What the hell was that? That was awesome!" And he has a lot of that. There's a and he has a, he has a theatricality to him. He has a sincerity to him. There's just something about him that is he's very charming. He's a very said about 
old school. A- he's like an old school Southern, larger than life wrestling personality who never got to do it in a larger than life setting. Drake no. Landell, you know, Drake. That's that's the thing. It's a, the, obviously a very esoteric thing. The Drake Landell buddy, uh, the the Drake younger buddy Landell uh, fusion dance uh, that we've created. Uh, but yes, he is very much if uh, so. Like what Buddy Landell talked about his Gucci shoes. Drake Younger doesn't even wear shoes. He just fucking sticks his bare feet in sharp things. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the similarities are uh, really apt until you get to the to the part about the Gucci shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he is a guy who could have thrived in a major way in the in the Southern territories in the eighties, uh, but he was born too late, so he had to cut himself repeatedly, and that's that's the state of wrestling, I suppose. Um, yeah, ten episodes. Hell yeah. Can you believe it? I I can't. Um ten, we we have you know a thousand plays overall. Do we have a thousand? Like I think we yeah, I think we, I don't I know. Think we, we tipped we over have, a thousand recently. Yeah. Um yeah, that's so that's that in itself is impressive. I think we're we're averaging 75 to like 125 per episode, which is like you know, I, I obviously is if in the grand scheme of, of wrestling podcasts, it's a very small fraction of it. But for what we're doing and for the amount of people who are even aware that we're doing it, I'm very happy uh, with with where we've come from. And if you listen to that first episode, I think we 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 knew what we wanted to do, but we didn't know how to do it yet. Um, and then if you listen to like last week's with the Dustin Rhodes episode, or even just you, you go back to like the, the destroyer episode, um, which is not a, a, a show about death matches, um, where we've really ventured pretty far away from, from the original idea of this show. Um, I think it's pretty clear that we've got, we've got something here. So I, 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 I'm looking forward to doing tens of more. <laughs> Ten. Yeah. Where, what you know? We're 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 going to be slumdog thousandaires. There you go. Yeah, slum, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, no one this... on the corner got swagger like us. Um, yeah, this is this is an important show. This is one of the first shows we talked about doing. Was an episode about Drake Younger, right? Like, yeah. I I think without, I don't want to say this like affirmatively, but without m- me and Sam doing, we don't know evolve. And Drake Younger appearing on those shows and reigniting my love for him, it's possible this podcast wouldn't even be happening <laughs> because because I, I I got really into Drake. I went back and watched a couple uh, of his bigger matches. I watched uh, one of the one of the tournaments of death. I'm not really sure which one. Uh, back in like November or no, it was right after my son was born actually because he was about a week old and I watched a death match tournament because it's what you have to do to retain your sanity sometimes and. Uh, and yeah, it it kicked the fucking gears in motion. Uh, Drake is an influential figure for me. Drake is that everybody we we were saying this. We all know a Drake. We Definitely. all know a Drake. Yeah, really. Any, uh, anybody who's listening to this, I mean, there, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the world who I've never been exposed to uh, the the charismatic addict. You know. 
yeah. um, which is a sort of a rhyme, like a half rhyme that could have actually been a, a cool name. Um, not really. Um, but yeah, it's, so I, you know, myself, I'm a recovering uh, drug addict. I actually celebrated four years clean of my, uh, my specific affliction. Uh, about a week ago, uh, a week ago to the day, actually, April 11th is my clean date. And, uh, and a big thing that pushed me to love Drake beyond just, wow, this guy's sick. He does a lot of cool shit and he doesn't seem to give a fuck. Um, is he did that, he did that Kevin Steen show, uh, which is available on the High Spots Network. Uh, Kevin Steen, noted enemy of the show, of the show. Um, he had a series of shoot interviews where he would have a casual conversation with a friend of his, a fellow wrestler. And one of those was with Drake Younger, um, I think in 2014, 2013, maybe. Um, 2013, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Around the time he was PWG champion, I believe. And uh, is sort of post-deathmatch retirement, uh, when he was just working, you know, more traditional style. Um traditional in a sense, working the modern indie style. And he goes into some detail about getting clean, uh, the way it has like cleared his mind up, the way he was, he was started a family and he's never felt better and things like that, that, that stuff is very, um, stuff I can relate to. Um, as I've talked about, I, I got clean two months before my daughter was born in 2015 uh, and so he talks about, you know, getting clean right after he found out that his wife was, was pregnant and it's, he's, he's a weirdly inspiring, uh, figure in in the sense that he, he, he was doing a thing and then he stopped doing a thing and he's gone on to success, perhaps not in the way that he expected. You would have never, he would have never told you in 20, you know, 2010 that, oh, I'm, I'm going to clean up one day. I'm going to be a referee for the WWE. Uh, but that's where he is now. And he makes better money than he's ever made. He doesn't have to cut himself up and he's got a fucking clean mind. And I think that is incredibly sick. So I'm, yeah, I love this man. Uh, Gucci shoes, baby. Uh, that's, uh, wait, no, that's the other guy. Uh, that's uh, buddy Landell. I don't think ever got clean. Did he? Uh, no. Sadly. <laughs> nope. Uh, sure did. He had, he, uh, I would like to think he had a moment of, I think he, of, 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 you know, sober, sober living, uh, SMW Super Bowl of Wrestling, okay. uh, this Michaels match, which he would not have made any sense for him to go over, but he should have. Yeah, I've Trump. never seen that. <laughs> I've never actually watched it's, that. It's a good match. It's not great, but a buddy's good in it. Uh, Buddy's always good. Well, I, yeah. don't know if we'll, I don't know if the footage is there for us to do a, a Buddy Landell episode, but uh, a favorite of both of ours, I know. Gucci shoes, yeah. baby. Um, God. Yeah, all right. So we got Drake. Uh, four matches tonight. We're going to try to keep it a little shorter than last week. Last week was our longest episode yet at a staggering uh, 167 minutes, uh, which... If you listen to that, all of it, thank you. If you listen to some of it, um, thank you as well. If you listen to none of it, I understand. (laughs) I get it. Uh, It's a good show, though, if you haven't heard that yet. Check it out. I think it's our probably our best episode yet, weirdly. Um, More is better, turns out. Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, know, the most positive uh, 
we see Drake is in his PWG run, and goddamn, is that a Moore's better company? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we we are not covering any matches from that uh, that series, uh, that that era, and the show. Although there's some there's some gross shit there. Um, yeah. First time I saw Legos being used in a wrestling match, actually, which at this point, kind of old hat, kind of a joke, but at the time, I was into it. Um, but no, we're going to start off tonight with uh, the dumbest match that we've ever covered on this show. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> see, here's the thing, is... De Huesadero, a dumb, oh shit, yeah. Um, but it was, they tried their best, you know. I, I don't, don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't know if that's dumb. Because that feels real to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, King of the Road, an incredibly stupid idea, yep. but goddamn to Dustin Rhodes and Barry Darso, you know, they, they committed to that and they worked their asses off and that. They made that work. Yeah. Um, now here's, no, here's the thing Thumbtack Jack definitely commits to this but it <laughs> he commits to this and i like thumbtack jack because he was real stupid he was a he's a joyously stupid worker and it but this whole thing is just so it's it is the saw death match march 11th 2007 from the west side dojo Yes, which is not the, the, the current, uh, WXW dojo where they have the inner circle shows, which is a lot nicer looking. Yeah, ni- it like probably a, has like a, at least a window unit in there. <laughs> yeah, this looks like a fucking ecstasy lab. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so the West Side fucking... Dojo, yeah, with Drake Younger versus Thumbtack Jack, the Saw Deathmatch. Um, you, what, you had the date for this? I'm sorry. Yeah, March 11th, 2007. 2007, yeah. I have it as 2007. I didn't have anything for, further than that. So the West Side Dojo, this is, this is the WXW training area, right? In theory? Yes. Okay. Okay. So yes, it, it, <laughs> Ecstasy Lab is pretty good. Uh, designer drugs, big thing in, uh, in Oberhausen. I, I, I couldn't say. They I seem, would, a- I would think so. Yeah. The Rhineland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you know, if this was, if this was in, you know, Drake land, if this was on his home turf and not Jack's, you'd say meth lab. But no, this is ecstasy. This is a, this is club drugs. Yeah. Oh, well, this does look like a, a building that could, you could definitely pick it up. Um, and just airdrop it into a uh, a small southern Indiana town, and it would, it would look like it fit just fine. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a slightly different feel. So uh, during the entrances, the commentator in German lists Thumbtack Jack's many titles, and definitely at some point says he's the fuck champion. Um, did you hear that? <laughs> um, man, uh, I also I wrote. All my notes, I, when I said commentator, I wrote it with a K. Yes. Okay, just make commentator. sure. Commentator. Commentator, um, of course. Alan yes, our, our, our two uh, com- our commentary team of Striga Jr. and El Hio de Striga. <laughs> right, right. You even did the uh, this, voice a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a good... This, this whole thing, this whole production is... It's a shit show, but it's great. It, a it's single really camera good. shoot, not unlike uh, not, un- not unlike the uh, uh, famous prestigious comedies, uh, the network comedies of the late two thousands. A single camera shoot. Uh, 
it is it is something else. You hear the commentators also uh, during Drake's entrance. They mention American Kickboxer and Ian Rotten, uh, presumably Hell talking yeah. about his trainers and influences. And the crowd chants Psycho, Psycho Shooter. Um, so yeah, this is the West Side Dojo or something. And I I I, I know we talked about uh, how I might not take any notes on this because I was kind of in a hurry to. Uh, to watch all of this, but ended up getting pretty extensive notes on most things. So I'm just going to run through a few things uh, at the top. Is there anything you, anything you want to hit on before we dig into the match here? Um, not necessarily. Uh, it's just such a it's it, it's just such a seedy scene though. It's so funny. It's I love it. Um, Definitely. It's since it's sincere in a way, you know. And I love I love how sincere it is. It's it's a step up from from you know from Gorky Championship Wrestling, but it <laughs> is it is so fucking Euro trash back. Let me ask: Is it's it Gorky cool. Championship or is it Gorky City? It's Gorky Championship. Yeah, it's Gorky okay. Championship. For some reason, I thought it was Gorky City, which is almost funnier to me. Um, so yeah, it is it is a hell of a of an aesthetic they've got here. This is the this is truly the Germany of like uh this is the Germany that that like Fossbender was uh was portraying when he made the bitter tears of Petra von Kant. Yes. Uh, it's this is definitely uh if if Kampf was the classier uh, uh what Neuer Deutscher film, I believe is how you say that. Um this is this is definitely the seedier side. Um, that was the so, yes, that was Ben Benders to Fassbender. Yeah, Paratenkampf is your Wagner. This is your Schopenhauer. This okay. is a lot. This is this is. I thought you were gonna like <laughs> your Wagner to your like you, random EDM DJ. Yeah, your uh, <laughs> or your yeah, your Einstein and Lubavitcher. Your your bl- your Blixa Bargeld. Uh, sure, sure. Or fucking, but it's very it's it's degenerate art. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I like how often we're uh, referencing, uh, like, like insane industrial, uh, dark ambient shit. Um, let's see here. So, match begins. TJ tells Drake this is a saw death match, and Drake's face is priceless because at no point before this, I believe, they, have they announced what kind of match they're wrestling. Um, TJ goes out. Uh, I have. I will be referring to Thumbtack Jack as TJ because it is much easier. Because his name, maybe it's easy to say if you are a native German speaker and you have a certain cadence to the way you speak. But Thumbtack Jack is very difficult to say repeatedly for me for some yes. reason. Uh, it, it goes also out. I feel. I feel like it just does. It's it's a good. It's a good name. But also, you look at him and you're like. You you're not he doesn't have like a Mick Foley essence where you're like yeah that's a he he just looks like he, he looks like a club kid you know it's yeah it's he's not like he I mean he I he's don't know. got the he's, raver pants he's got the like the baggy raver yeah. pants except they have barbed wire on them um like a barbed wire print and then he's got the braided hair he looks like a fucking clown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's very uh like he looks like a way. literal clown. He's so pale he, and he's got the dumbass hair. He looks like a literal fucking clown. He he is insanely NWA wild side 2003 17 That's an insult. That is an insult to Jason Cross. Um an insult to great men like Sal Renaro and Seth Delay, you're right. Yeah, Seth Delay. Not oh, to, yeah. Uh, Seth Delay, love that guy. Uh yeah. Jeremy Boyd, of course. Of course, Jer- uh yeah, uh, the the gladiator. Um so Mr. XTC Jemmy Rave. Yes, All that's the... right. Uh, he's in your DMs asking for money. Um, <laughs> people know about that, right? Yeah, 
Okay, it's, well, we won't go into it any further. Uh, love you, Jimmy Rave. Glad you're glad you're getting booked in CCW again. Sell those T-shirts or whatever you're selling. Um, he got booked by some company to not even wrestle on WrestleMania weekend, but to just be there. Hell you know yeah! What? Hell yeah! He's so yeah, this passing rat, out um, oxycodone. TJ goes out and grabs a padded chair. This is before they ever lock up. He's got a padded chair, a padded steel chair, you know, with like the seat cushion, uh, yeah. and it's got razor blades embedded in the seat. And he asked Drake if he remembers in Saw 2 when they had the pit of razor blades. <laughs> so, and Drake does not have any idea what's going on. Um, so this is really early on in the use of razor blades as like a gimmick in death matches. Uh, maybe Numazawa and Kasai had done one before. Maybe, but I think this might actually be the first. Yeah. That whole era, the the deathmatch era of WXW was was innovative, and I don't mean that insultingly, because you'll see like there's matches, and you're like, I mean, especially because of like the immaculate records kept by uh by you know cage match, uh, and you'll just, yes, and you'll just be like, and, and they'll just sound like the gnarliest fucking shit, and you'll be like, man, what's wrong with you people? Yeah, but hate, you know what? It's good. good. Man. Hate was uh, hate was something else. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's just run through some shit here. Uh, Drake, uh, alright, so, what's the first, what's the first good thing that happens? Well, the first good thing, and I say good in, in the, in, in quotes, is that, uh, TJ sits a, just a regular chair on top of Drake while he's down, stands about one foot from him, and does a frog splash into an elbow drop. <laughs> Uh, which is, I guess, innovation is what you would, and that was like a big thing about, t- uh, uh, Thumbtack Jack is he would just, he would do things slightly wrong and people would be like, wow, he's so creative. Um, and then Drake ends up getting the razor chair and hits Thumbtack Jack over the back of it. And immediately you see the individual little wounds. Holy form. shit. Yeah. That is a, that is a checkerboard pattern. It is. It's a really stupid thing. And he hits him pretty full force with the chair. Um, it's fucking, this is dumb. This is real dumb. This um, is dumb shit. But it was, it looked fucking sick. Yeah. Um, well, and he's also, so his back is immediately disgusting and he's perhaps the palest deathmatch worker of all time. Um, this is a man who has not ever been outside without his shirt on for sure. Uh, so the blood against his skin, he looks almost orange. It's unnerving. <laughs> like it's, it's gross in a different way. This is not what a human being should look like as they bleed for sure. Uh, any thoughts on the skin tone of Thumbtack Jack? I, well, you, uh, I'm a very pale person, of course. Well, so am I. Um, you don't look like that. Yeah. No, and no wrestler um, and also, certainly I ever looked like that. Also, I not get hit with a fucking razor blade covered. I mean, man, not, I mean, not like, even like, in, like the in match just starts. With, like, I think the only thing in the uh, ring are just two chairs. Yeah, yeah, and and Drake also sets him up back to back to the side slam and the commentator shout out Necro Butcher because of course, um, yeah, there's there's not a lot of plunder here at the start, which is always cool. I like it when they escalate throughout the match. Um, so yeah, uh, TJ goes out and gets some barbed wire that is spooled into a small circle and the com, uh, the commentator, a uh, commentator, uh, sings ring of barbed wire to the tune of ring of fire by Johnny Cash. This is some silly shit, man. Yeah. Oh, there's this reaction when, uh, when Jack pulls out the chair, the razor blade chair and you just hear, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, mine got fucking- Yeah. 
yeah, like it's fucking Sergeant Schultz on Hogan's Heroes. It's like so over the Still top. Still have never. Ass. I I haven't. We, that came up uh, in in the in the chat recently. I, I've never seen Hogan's Heroes, uh, but I have seen Autofocus. So I think I got most of the story there. Yes, you understand the uh, the idea of Bob Crane very well. From yeah, Bob, Autofocus. I can never remember his name. Bob Crane. Bob Crane. Bob Crane. Try to burn that in. Uh, Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader. Um, Hundred percent approved, Paul Schrader. I, you still haven't seen First Reformed, right? I still haven't. No. All right, I'm gonna send you something. I'll send you a link or something. Yeah. Because you will. Uh, First Reformed uh, uh, has a has a deathmatch spot in it. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, come on, wrestling is gross. So uh, TJ handcuffs Drake to the top rope, or tries to at least, as Drake just sort of falls out of it, and he then he whips Drake with the barbed wire, which is sick, obviously. Tries again with the cuffs, and you can see Drake is just holding his arm up in the air to make sure that the weight isn't on the, on the handcuff because it's just going to fall open again. Um. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you get you know this. I mean, because this is like he he does talk about it in the Steen and uh, shoot, and it's uh, you know. Jack, he was a big fan of the song movies. They were real influential at the time, and so contact Jackie shouts out. The key is in the referee's stomach. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just from, I think, from Saw, one of the Saws, where it's like, the key is behind your eye, and like, one of those films. Yeah. Well, so I can stupid. tell you. Like, I... The Saw movies are, are right. dumb. But, finish the, finish uh, the sentence. I need to know what you think of the Saw movies. They're, they're very dumb. But I will say, I will say that this whole thing has more of a hostile is that environment. It? Is that, is it just yeah. very dumb? You got nothing more than that? It's, I don't know. I don't really. Oh. I like Sean Smith. <laughs> yeah, sure. She, yeah. Um, all right. So I am a fan of the at least the original three saws. Um, I think that they are up and down, like not you know not amazing, but I th- I think that they are cool and weird and a hell of a product of the era. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. That I mean, I mean they're dumb, but they're not. I, I don't mean that like they're bad. They're a um, labor of love by by the uh, Lee Wanell. Wanell. Lee. How do you say his name? I I just watched Upgrade. By the way, Lee Wanell is a is a cool guy. I like his I like his movies. Um and uh, and James Wan, of course. And uh, so yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, TJ grabs a hacksaw from under the ring and just holds it up and yells, "Saw death match." Um, and yeah, then he says that there's a key to those handcuffs inside the referee's stomach, which is, uh, I believe from the first Saw film where the woman has the, uh, reverse bear trap on her head uh, and she has to I go always, through her that, lover's that's stomach. That's always, yeah, that, that's the one that always sticks out in my mind. Um, Does the, the, it? is that the reverse one? bear trap? The reverse bear trap is the, is the Saw like torture because it's I, something, I mean, it just sound the phrase is just so it's a beautiful <laughs> phrase, reverse bear trap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's probably the most iconic, uh, at least torture imagery, besides the little clown guy and maybe just Carrie Elwes cuffed to the floor. Um, Carrie Elwes, fantastic in Saw 1, of course. Uh, underrated performer in general. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Um, when um, have we, did we go um, miss Fumtack Jack's run up? Um, moonsault. That no, no, yeah, no. The uh, that the, was so stupid. But it's a ass. It Jody Fleisch style wall run uh, moonsault, but way sloppier. Um, at this point, I realized that there is a Nacho Libre banner that they are using as a ring skirt. Uh, <laughs> yes. And at, her, at some point, you do hear what uh, Striga Junior or El Hijo del Striga. 
uh, say Jack Black, uh, Jack Black. <laughs> um, and oh. so, yeah, TJ grabs a power drill, drills into Drake's head, while the commentators then say hostile death match, which I, I guess we're just moving from, from one part of, of the, the new torture cinema to the next. Um, this does remind me, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's just because of the, of, of it being in Germany and the European setting. It's like, I don't think like though, this is more, way more hostile than Saw, but. Oh, sure. Uh, uh I don't I, know. There's not what like the famous uh, the ones the the hostile scene. I always remember some second one. It's Heather Matarazzo getting the fucking scythe in the back mm-hmm, um, from uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse, right? Yeah, and it's like and uh, the woman who, doing like the Bathory, like fucking yeah. bathing in the blood. That's a great scene. Those movies Jack, are great. Like, I don't give a fuck. All right, I love uh, uh, Eli Roth. Is he's a god, man. Uh, yeah, it's, those, it was so those movies are well, about like American privilege. Like that's what those movies yeah. are fucking about. They're fucking cool and weird. Uh, they're Eli disgusting. Roth is a mani- I mean, Eli Roth is a maniac. But it's like, remember when like the Death Wish, Death Wish remake came out like earlier this year or whenever the hell it came out, and people were like, "This is naked fascism." Like, dude, it's directed by it's, Eli Roth. Yeah, Eli Roth makes jokes satire, too hard. Yeah. yeah, his he might he, he goes too hard on satire sometimes. Like, yeah, uh, Death he- Wish, my third favorite film of 2018. Fantastic. Yeah. Fan- you, have you seen that one? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm just going to start. I know, I know you don't watch a lot of movies anymore, uh, which is crazy because you have such a good knowledge of shit that happened like 30 years ago. Uh, I'm going to start fucking sharing everything that I pirate with you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, um, so I think is Eli Roth maybe the most influential film director for Deathmatch wrestlers in this era? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. I would say so. Um, unfortunately, number two, I think, has to be Nolan, because, <laughs> which is a shame because none of, none of, of the course. Thing, of course. Yeah, no, none of the action. Is there a single good fucking uh, Chris Nolan action scene? Really? No. Uh, the, no, there is the uh, the, uh, the scene in Inception where the fucking uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt like fights the guys in the hallway that's spinning in on itself. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say because um, like holy shit, I can't think of his name. I cannot think of his name. Motherfucking old boy. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Sympathy Mark for Chan Lady Luke. V- yeah, exactly. I would say a little bit, though I think it's hard to do some. I don't think you can just use a hammer. Yeah, part, it's really part, hard no, no, no. to just use a hammer in a match. Yeah, but I think you you're can't... onto something. With Park Chan Wook is definitely a guy that the deathmatch wrestlers have have watched uh, films of. Uh, and while we're at it, uh, at some point, Drake does get shotgun drop kicked backwards into the razor board or razor chair. So yeah. it's hard to say razor chair because it makes no fucking sense. Uh, and and the, the commentators shout John Woo. Ooh. So I guess John Woo is also up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though by this um, point he was not working at all, uh, making Red Cliff, which took him ten years. Um, underrated film. Uh, yeah, face so, off death match would not be a good idea. Oh yeah, face off death match. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. I, I love that film. Uh, I, I do too. It's so good. Um, we then we, get, we. I believe I was watching that while we recorded one of these podcasts one time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what Excellent. was I going to say? Um, where are we going to? In this match, we okay, so it's like it's in the. West Side Dojo, which is such mm-hmm. a fucking bullshit concept, because it's, it's just a garage. It is, it, so is a, it is the ring has walls on three sides of it, right next yeah. to the ring. So no, the, the crowd is only on one side of the ring. It's a fucking yes. nightmare. Um, if you if you haven't seen this, need an immediate picture. Just picture the William Williamstown compound. 
or GCW, CZW, uh, yeah, sure. H2O, and so on, have run. Yeah. But what the fuck worse. Yeah. yeah, worse. This is way worse. This is more compact. It's like you could not fucking sit, stand fans around the ring uh, <laughs> on more than one side. And then, okay, so then, like, we get outside. Yeah. One of my favorites is spots, and I think, like, one where uh, Jack hits Drake with one of those long European fucking uh, license plates, which kicks ass, actually. Yeah. Like, you can't hit someone with uh, an American it license like plate. It folds, like, it's yeah, insane. but it, but it, it's long and it's like you can't really hit someone for U.S. license plate and it really have like an effect. It doesn't. Yeah, they seem don't. Right. They don't bend the way this one bends. And yeah, so what? Yeah, once they get outside, it's it just it looks fucking desolate out there. And oh yeah, god damn! Like I There's said, like this some is lights, and it just looks like it's a. It just looks like it's fire. It looks yeah. like they're in a fucking steel plant. It's. It's, it's a cool look because of how it's later. It's not night, but I, I would assume it would be in it's about like five thirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. And it's well, like sixteen thirty, they would say over there. Yes, <laughs> and you're like, it's I don't. It's so fucking seedy. It's like it's the desolation. It's so yeah. This is this is like the Germany we saw in like. Uh, Oh, what's, uh, uh, the Herzog movie with the, it's like even dwarfs started small. Is that what it's called? The, where it's all <laughs> dwarf actors. It's very similar yeah, to that village that that film takes place in. <laughs> it's really sad and seems like the, the, there's like this, it's, this is a town where, uh, there's probably like 1500 people and 1300 of them worked at the same factory and then that factory went out of business. That's what this is like. <laughs> Yeah, that. Yeah, they move. They move that factory to somewhere in Poland, and things got desperate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they started a wrestling company. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this is obviously some stuff happens outside. There's a moment where TJ takes a hip toss through a tiny glass pane, and his blood sort of just splashes on impact. Oh. Um. It like it like yeah. it, it just. It's strange. It's a weird-looking thing. Uh, but it looks like all of the blood that was pooling up on his back all of a sudden is then on the ground. Um, we get back in. We do some stuff. Uh, there's some sawhorses that are used as the legs to a table, which is also just a door, which is as backyard as it gets. Um, TJ gets a box of hypodermic needles out, which is, of course, oh, a yeah. reference to the needle pit from Saw 2. Uh, who could forget? <laughs> Uh, he did not say that. That's from that's my own note uh, because yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Saw Two. It's like Cube but better. Um, you fan of Cube? Eh. Yeah, it's not I haven't great. Seen it. You haven't seen Cube? Uh, it's 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 real dumb. Um, so it's very Canadian. He dumps them Hell on yeah. the yeah. He dumps them on the concrete floor and they tease bumps from the apron. Uh, and in theory, the bump from apron to concrete would actually do more damage than anything that the hypodermic needles could do, in, in my mind. Uh, TJ goes for an air raid crash, but can't keep him up. Drake just sort of tumbles to the floor uh, and kind of lands unceremoniously in the needles. Not the intended bump, I imagine. Uh, we get a shot of Drake's back, which is now equally disgusting, because in between here and there was when he got John Wood into the razor chair. Um <laughs> uh, and they go back up to the apron. Drake delivers a Death Valley driver off the apron into the pile of needles. So, how do you feel about needles? Uh, okay, <laughs> so we're gonna get an, another match with a syringe spot. They are—they're not comfortable. We're bookending this show actually with matches where there's a syringe. Um, hell there, yeah. This is and this is very this, like I said. Um, so I mean, like they, these are very gnarly, very like before even Big Japan before. Um, 
U.S. Indies really like like. And I think oh, which, if, uh, if this is so, the, if, we don't know if this is the first match to use razor uh, razors in like a, a this sort of way. Um, I am a hundred percent sure this is the first needle match, hundred percent. Yeah, it's fucking, and you know, Jack gets, uh, I believe, free sticking out of him, and you're yeah. like, fuck, it's which not good. It's- he does himself because I'm pretty sure when he lands, none of those landed in, none of those embedded in, in him, but he turns to his side, and I'm pretty sure is just sticking. Oh him yeah, because I. Yeah, because that's the thing is that it, like an uncontrolled on just a pile. How the hell? There's no guarantee that you're gonna get it. Just and there's no pressure outward. Yeah, none to of them stick are. It it's in. not it's, a bed of needles sticking up. They're just laying yeah. horizontally on the ground. Um, it's pretty silly, but it's pretty. Gross you're, too. you're just gonna clap. Yeah, you're just gonna crash into the, to the syringe, which yeah, I, yeah. I mean, which, which eh, it's weird. It's so silly. It, but it's it's fun. It's I don't know. I love how just like. Needles don't really it's bother so- me. I just want to say that just first and foremost. I mean, I've I'm not I've I wasn't like a fucking hardcore user, but I have done heroin a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and say that. Um, needles have never fucked with me that much. I've never really been bothered by them, and so when I see this kind of thing, I just think it would really suck to get Death Valley Driver under the floor. <laughs> yeah, um, for me, it's more like it's never. The first one, it's see, like for me. I mean, like I don't. I'm not bothered by needles in um, real life. I I was was a kid. I have like really deep veins too, so it's like oh yeah, it's, it's fucking hard to get in there. But it's like at this point, I'm really not bothered by it. It's not that big of a deal. But when I see um, like don't in spoil, wrestling, don't spoil the main event. Don't spoil what happens in the main event. <laughs> no, just in any wrestling context where it's like. There's or like uh, anything like that or fish hook or fish hooks fuck me up. That's that's yeah. Hmm. Anything where it's like if the direction changes, it could go real bad. Sure, sure. That's but, the thing. But glass can do that too. It's just exactly we're used just... to glass breaking. That's the thing. Is this is and we'll get to it more. But this is a thing that's made to be durable. It's made to penetrate the skin in a way that's clinical. So it fucks me up less than than other stuff might. Um, so yeah, we get um uh, what else happens here? Uh Drake brings in a door, puts a ton of needles on it. Fucking TJ Frankensteiner's and off the top into the needles for two. Okay. Um we we move along to our finish. They tease some big moves. The only thing that actually hits into the needles is TJ does like a shitty modified reverse DDT. Yeah. <laughs> and it it just sucks. Um and then, yeah, Drake finally, he absolutely, he does absolutely fucking murder Thumbtack Jack with, uh, the Kudo driver onto a broken half of a door. Yeah. Uh, great, wow. great Drake's landing, uh, cop killer, whatever you want to call it. Verta Breaker was, uh, which I, as a kid, I thought that was the coolest name. Hell yeah. <laughs> who, who couldn't love a, a, Shane Helms fucking, Shane Helms kicks ass. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but your yeah, Kudame Valentine. It was the official name, not just not the Kudo driver, but it's like you can't. Kuda, it's Kuda, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Kuda May Valentine sounds like a a a, a girl you would uh, ask out to a like a, ask for a dance at a fucking middle school formal if you lived in Shreveport, Louisiana. Kuda May yeah, Valentine. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> Kudo May Gumi. Of course, and then the Valentine. It's not the of Kuda. course. All of those, <laughs> all, all those, all, every. There's very few uh, Joshi move names that actually like s- like transitioned. Like um, 
Kyoto Inoue uh, is the one who created the Burning Hammer, but that was the Victoria Driver, and you're like, oh, I like that. It's it's, it's like a weird name compared. Well, it's like na- you're the named Burning after the Hammer, town in Australia, of course. The yeah, Burning it, Hammer it, is yeah. It's like yeah, that's that's something that I I can't picture Danny Math doing the uh, Victoria, <laughs> Victoria Driver, driver even yeah. though it's the exact same move as the Burning Hammer. It's For just, sure. It's just conceptually weird. This yeah. this is not a great match. No, but I not love by any means. It's, it's definitely I, I a funny one with a lot of gross shit in it, right? Yeah, it's it's fun. It was, and I like Thumbtack Jack, Jack's spirit. Thumbtack Jack, his what? Yeah, I like his spirit. You know, his spirit. Has, sure, he has real backyard energy. But he does, yeah, that's what one thing we love about anybody that can harness that. Just real. Um, he doesn't know what he's doing. No one should trust him to do anything. Yet he's in there with professionals who are allowing him to do things with and to him. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's odd. It's odd. He's an odd. He's an odd man. He's so sick. That's you want to watch this? Go to Thumbtack Jack. He's so sick on the High Spots Network, or look it yeah. up on Daily Motion if you want to watch it out of sync with the audio. Um, Oh, the audio sounds like a fucking KMF DM track. There you go. I had to Hell make yeah. that reference. Uh, yeah. it's another, another industrial act. Yeah. But it sounds fucking horrible. It's so, it's insanely, it's intense. Yeah. Uh, but this, uh, the commentary is so funny. The whole f- the production is perfect. Yeah. And it, we don't, it, look, ex- we don't exclusively watch good shit on this podcast. Um, we, it has to be gross or it has to be good. Uh, hopefully it overlaps, but if it's just one or the other, we're fine talking about it, and this is plenty fucking gross. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think, as, as, on, as far as Thumbtack Jack is concerned, I don't know if he's any good at all. Um, when I got back into wrestling in, like, 2010, people online always talked about him, uh, or at least in the, you know, the, the, the parts of the internet that I occupied. Yes. Um, and I think he's definitely someone who benefits more than anyone else from just the European hype train. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the same kind of idiots not... who would convince you Trent Seven is good are the same ones who were hyping uh, Thumbtack Jack, except, like, these... The Thumbtack Jack fans have hepatitis C, and the... Yeah. <laughs> and the Trent Seven fans are just... Uh, I was going to say a slur. Uh, they're just stupid. <laughs> Yeah. They're just dumb as hell. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Thumbtack Jack. Now, speaking of the Thumbtack Jack, uh, one of his famous opponents is also one of Drake Younger's famous opponents. And that's our next match. That's a terrible segue. Terrible segue. But I don't know how else to segue. Because this is a match that is both gross and fucking badass great i love this match i picked this match i picked this match it is danny havoc versus drake younger from tournament death 11 june something 23rd i have this one written down yeah june 23rd 2012 12. and it semifinals fucking- semifinals of tournament of death 11 yeah caribbean uh barbed wire pits it's not a spider net spider web sort of where you'd have something that's it's hardly anything it's really shitty looking. It's very, it's, yeah. it doesn't look, but that it's does not be held this. together barbed wire boards with some like extra convoluted construction to it. Yeah, it's that bullshit. doesn't, yeah, and let's just say that it does not really, it doesn't really matter because this is Danny Havoc and Drake Younger, two of the more clever, more inspired deathmatch guys of any era, especially sure. this era, who are, who are great, you know, great real life friends. Great, uh, have t- teamed a lot, worked together a lot. At this point, this is like one of the last, 
this is the last T- TOD that Drake did. Is it? Uh, okay. Yeah. I guess he it did a couple, Yeah, 2012, yeah. Yeah, he did a couple more. He did some more death matches. He did one, I think it was the 15th anniversary, which is one of his last matches in, uh, his last, I think it might be his last death match is against Danny Havoc at, uh, the Flyer Skate Zone for the 15th anniversary of CZW. If it's but, in the Flyer but, Skate Zone, it's hardly a death match. They, they I know, that's the thing. There. Exactly. This is at Markland fucking Acres, our first appearance <laughs> to TJ Hyde's parents' farm. That's right. Uh, how many of how many? I don't know, but we had to get there once. Anyway. You know, I and think it, less than you might imagine because more often than not, Tournament of Death is a good idea that does not pan out the way I wish it did. Yes, um, and I would also say that I think the better ones are pre-DJ Hyde. Too. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Of course. That's yeah. with all CCW. Um, yeah, but this is obviously, this is two of the better of the DJ Hyde era and yeah. the later Xander era and Drake and Danny Havoc. Um, and, man, there's some fucking shit in this match. This is very... Both of these guys are, you know, they're... They have the... They're both Chris Hero trainees, which is something that I think about. Oh. Like, you could do a straight-up King of the Death matches, AOD of just Hero trainees, and it would be really fucking good. Oh, I'd like to watch you book that. Uh. Yeah, but no, but I mean, legitimately. <laughs> like, yeah, these are legit, like, two guys who have ideas, and you'll see some ideas in this match, but they're You know just- what? I think the, you saying that um, makes me realize that each of the four matches we're doing tonight... Um, Drake's opponent is somebody with, at the very least, capital I ideas. Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> this, that's I think that might be one of the strengths of of guys of this era. That even though some of them might not be good, to, you know, Thumbtack Jack, um, they're they're at least trying shit. And yeah, I mean, I I, I love Wife Beater for what he is, but man, Wife Beater was on ideas, <laughs> man. No, he no. had the SDO that kicked ass and the headbutt yeah. got. But he was not. He was just a. Uh, what's all right? Let's just do this. Let's get it done. Let's just. Yeah. There's a weed whacker. Hell let's yeah. Let's go to work and then let's let's finish our work. Um, for sure, for sure. Not to question the heart of a marine, but <laughs> the heart of a marine, is, John. The heart of a marine. I might question the creativity <laughs> of a marine. Oh um, shit! I'm so glad you shouted that out. That is my favorite. I think that is my favorite single line of any commentary. That we have He's heard so on, good. on a match that we've uh, covered. The heart of a Marine, John. Uh, wife Beater, where are you, buddy? Come on the show. Uh, so I do want to shout out, uh, first of all, as soon as they come out, Danny gets on the mic uh, and says, We would be remiss if we didn't mention the man responsible for the entrance music of both participants in this match. Uh, Barnacle God? Is that what he said? Uh, Barnacle Bob? I don't Barnacle know. Barnacle Bob. <laughs> And that's and it's some real horror core shit. I yeah. think I told you. I think I've, I'm not sure if I said this out loud on the on the show or not. The only really p- time that I enjoy any of that crap is in the de- in the context of a deathmatch intro. Oh yeah, it, makes yeah. Per- it, it works perfectly. Yeah. It? like that is it works. Corporal perfectly. Robinson and yeah, all this shit. Uh, it, you know the the juggalos and their ilk uh, have a place, and that place is right here in DJ Hyde's mom's yard. Uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's if I was like a deathmatch wrestler, and I wanted to get hyped up. I don't know that I would listen to that, but also I can't question the, the heart of a deathmatch wrestler. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the heart of sure. a. I don't know. I think Corporal Robinson was a sniper in the army. Was he the really? Heart of a sni- yeah, he. he uh, 
I'm not sure of that. I do want to say, I uh, we we're not on on that match yet, but a uh, match we're going to talk about a little later. I caught the uh, the post match promo of the match that preceded it, which was Madman Pondo versus Corporal Robinson, and I caught the classic Corporal Robinson. Uh, what is it? Well, fuck! I was going to say it out loud, but I, it's. Uh, f- uh, hate what you can't understand and fear what you can't conquer, bitch. Something like that. Um, man, I love Corporal Robinson. I, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. Um, so yeah, this match starts with some hard elbows. Uh, this is the only of our match to begin in like a ultra modern strong style style. Um, but it's good. They hit hard. This is two guys who hit hard. Um, we get some bullshit. Uh, I'm just gonna say it out up front. I don't think this is a great match. I think it has one of the hottest, like, last thirds of any match we've watched for the show. Uh, but overall, I think uh, this being a middle round match in a deathmatch tournament, definitely they're holding back somewhat. Uh, and also the crowd is fucking garbage, as oh, they yeah. usually are for a CZW show, and especially a CZW show uh, that's primarily deathmatches, because... I don't know. I guess they expect like, oh god, excuse me. <laughs> Woo. I guess they expect like a constant uh, escalation. It's throughout hard to, the yeah, thing. And, uh, especially an outdoor. Show. I mean, this is such a fucking weird environment. It's, it's BYOB, so yeah. there's there's no limit. Everybody's just uh, swilling the piss down, and it's just you know there's. I would imagine there's a lot of Keystone Light. And uh, maybe what's Ice House? You were drinking Ice House. Um, good Yingling, the, the, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, the good shit, definitely. Breaking out the Mickey's 40s, which I do want to say, uh, as my dear friend, my dear late friend uh, Tom Brewer, and he should know because his last name is Brewer, taught me that if you uh, are already drunk enough and you have a, uh, a, a, a Mickey's 40 and you get it cold enough and then you pour it into a chilled glass, and if that glass is a fancy-looking glass, you can pretend that is a fancy fucking beer. Uh, <laughs> and that is that is the kind of uh, the ethos that I live my life by to this very day. Um, so, yeah, we get... Danny dumps out a bucket of broken glass, glass that was swept out of the ring from earlier matches. <laughs> um, There's some um, unbroken, just bare, bare ass light bulbs, which are really funny. Just yeah, like, like the classic, bare. the uh, the the forty watts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the shit you have in your library because you want to be able to read, but you don't want it to be shining in your eyes while you're working. Um, yeah. Drake hits him with a very nice spine buster. We've seen Drake clearly uh, an, a, a wild side ass motherfucker. Definitely knows uh, he knows his David Young. He knows his Arn Anderson for sure. Um, and then he puts Danny in a sharpshooter in the glass, which I was I was into. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of submission holds uh, that happen in in the sharp in the sharp shit in the pokies. Um, that's some good stuff. Uh, any any spots uh, early on that you want to shout out? Because I got some written down here, but it's it's looking kind of I don't know. Um, there's <laughs> a there's a leg, I I think um, uh. the leg sweep on the apron uh, with a light tube, which is fucking badass. I think yeah. I I love that. Yeah, that has a and it's it's not it doesn't take a, like a lot of effort to set up, but it's again it's something it's. It's you know it's very indie, but in the right way. It's like guys doing like in spot like who came up from the same sort of idea pool as Loki and Amazing Red, uh, but instead of 
but here's a fucking light tube version of that. Yeah. Which, and I, I just love, I just love leg sweep sort of stuff all the time. You know, any wrestler who does a leg sweep kick, I like no matter what. I can, yeah. It's one of those Especially if he gets bumped like, for well. If the, if the guy is, it throws himself into, into taking it, it can be great. And Danny gets hit. He gets hit in the ankle, the back of the ankle with a fucking light tube. Uh, he is wearing pants and shoes, which yeah. we can't say about one of the later matches. But he takes a, a hard bump on the, uh, the hardest part of the ring. Uh, have, have it do a shot every time you hear that um and he he bumps hard and then uh they <laughs> then drake takes him up there and uh hits him with a fucking pile driver on the apron uh and also uh unbeknownst to me because i hadn't seen it because the camera hadn't picked it up there's also a light tube sitting there so sure <laughs> a, 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 one of the sickest possible moves uh in on the sickest part and throw some glass in uh and here's where i i writ down uh, i writ I writ large. Um, I writ, I wrote down. Oh God, I wrote down. Uh, CCW crowds are the worst. They're the fucking worst. They're the dirt fucking worst. Put this match in any other company, and it would be immediately better. Um, they pop for they they pop for almost nothing. They didn't pop for the fucking pile driver on the apron through a light tube. Uh, then they chant, "We want fire!" in the middle of a match. Um, like, wait chant for fire towards the end of a match at least. Uh, if you are at a wrestling show, then you can understand the rhythms of a wrestling match, and you can tell that these guys are going to go 10 to 15. So why are you chanting, we want fire, four minutes into the match? Uh, c- come on. C- what are we? <laughs> it's CCW animals. fans, uh, you know, love them, but I fear for them. Love the message board, hate the people. Um, Drake does a fucking blue thunder driver off the second rope through one of the barbed wire nets. No pop. No pop whatsoever. And at this point, it is actually detracting from the match for me. Um, I I was having difficulty because, you know, look, you can say... Uh, I, I, I fuck who in the who in our uh, our group chat said that they watch matches on mute half the time like I'm not going to support that but that would have helped this for sure um, I it takes me out it's why I can't in good faith say Evolve is ever has ever been good and will ever be good because their crowds are fucking asleep they are that is the most ambient m- motherfucking crowd I've ever seen um, and this is this isn't even, this is halfway through the show. Like, these people aren't that tired. Like, what happened in the first round that burned these people out so hard? Probably some crazy shit, but still, come on now. Yeah, they, um, I know that Danny's fir- and, uh, first match was a drunken scaffold match. Very Danny fucking had <laughs> Against, uh, uh, Devin, I guess? Uh, it was, I think Devin and, it might have been OMG. Oh, and Lucky? Maybe, I don't fucking know off the top of my head, uh, because I, I looked it up, but well, I didn't look it up as much as the card was there, and I'm like, oh, okay, there you are. But it was an elimination match, which is also a very, um, T.O. I, I, I hate asymmetrical tournament formats. Sure. Because I'm fucking weird and a nerd. No, no, it's but stupid. It just is stupid, it's stupid looking, yeah. But, um, I, but, but I mean, again, when, just, all right, you know, let's, just, let's explain what, what you mean by that, just in case people are confused by that. Okay, so, there, there's, like, I don't mean, like, a buy round or something like that. That's fine. But, like, let's say, like, something where it's just, there's a triple threat, and the re- and it's seven, and the other seven matches in the first round are one-on-one. Okay. Or, so that's, that's fucking, so that is what or, this is. And I was right. It was Danny Havoc, Devin Moore, and Lucky 13. Um, 
I think more egregious than what you just said, where one of the first round matches is a multi-man match, is if you have, say, uh, five first round matches, yes. and then one of your semifinals is a three-way. That's the shit I hate. Uh, how yes, do you feel but, about I mean, how do you feel about a big multi-man final? I'm okay with that. Like I know the, um, you know your because it was it just happened and it was a good tournament. Your NGI uh, 2018 yeah. style format. The gauge That's invitational. Fine. Especially if it's elimination, it feels like, you know, it works for me. But that's not, but it's like, it, this, where it's just like fitting people onto a card, and, but you don't have a fucking actual articulate way of doing it, and you're just putting people, and there, so it's like, there's a triple threat, there's a fucking five way, there's a goddamn singles match, and there's another triple threat, and there's two more singles matches. Right. And that kind of bullshit, where it's just like, there's no, nothing, this, it's like, okay, I don't want to say that a deathmatch tournament is legitimate in the first place, but you should at least try to make the fucking thing legitimate. Yeah, you should try. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. I, you I get it. You Shoji Nakamaki or whomever from back in the TDM uh, ninety-five days. Boy, you know, a these name. people built a mat. They built a tournament format, and you should honor it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm like, down. I, I, I think I think uh, it's less egregious in a, in a first round setting. I think that's that's my one thing. Um, also, that's like the uh, drunken scaffold match. Danny Havoc, Devin Moore, Lucky Thirteen. That is the battle of the three uh, in the nation of intoxication. intoxication. Right. Yeah. So that's I think that's I think you put those. I think in this situation it's okay. Um, also yeah, in this tournament a- we had uh, Abdullah Kobayashi versus Matt Tremont. And uh, then Masada defeated Abdullah Kabayashi in the other second round match, which is the match where uh, Abby gets the Kinzan stuck so far in his head that it's like it, it's uncomfortable to watch the post match footage where they rip it out of him. Um, uh. Yeah, I, I don't know if if, yeah, if people out there have not seen. If I mean, if you're into this stuff, if this doesn't sound appealing to you, definitely don't watch it. But if you want to see a man's head bulge in a fucked up and unnatural way, uh, go f- check out that footage of Abdullah Kobayashi getting the Kenzan pulled out of his fucking brain um, in the post-match against Masada. Hell of a thing. Hell, uh, has scarred me for years. Probably another one of the influential uh, uh, things that... It, uh, one of the most influential moments in... Uh, forcing me to do this this podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see here. What do we got? Uh, they steal each other's finishers, uh, which is a thing I'm not usually into, uh, but they do it into light tubes, so that's cool. <laughs> very, yeah. I'm very into that. Uh, a, also, a kudo driver that lands precisely onto a light tube is that's an untouchable shit. That is. Like the way his, uh, and of course Danny Havoc is the one giving it to Drake Younger in this case, gives him the Drake's landing onto a light tube. And it is just the most precise landing, um, just head and neck right on, on a single light tube. That is a bullseye. And it is, it is real nice. Real nice. Um, any thoughts on, on that? <laughs> no, I agree. I agree fully. Um, we get. Finisher steel is it- stupid. It, it's usually stupid. It's uh, it, it depends. It just, I like it more in this. It's more fun in this. This just sure. seems, but it's like I don't. But if it's like a pivotal thing, then then yeah, it this is this stupid. is middle of the match stuff too for sure. Um, then we all get right, so, oh, go ahead. We get the. Were you gonna go for the uh, spot to the outside? Yeah, that's where I was headed. That's brutal, uh, especially with that fucking with the no. I don't know if it's because of the okay because. 
for ring skirt, you have no idea if somebody. It looks like Danny Havoc's head hits the fucking bottom post. It looks okay, like fucking, I didn't notice it, that. Um, I think it, I think it, his brains look fucking scrambled. <laughs> what happens I'm, is they uh, they take one of the crudely built Caribbean spider web things, uh, which basically to. I guess explain this. It's like a two by f- two foot by four foot piece of plywood, and then there are like some like al- like almost glorified dowels. They're like uh, okay. like the thinnest fence post possible, it's like one by one or maybe two by twos, um, that are on each corner uh, sticking up from the piece of plywood, and then there's just a web of of uh, of barbed wire. Uh, held between the four posts sticking up. So basically, what you've got is four posts that could impale you um, with some with some flimsy plywood and a bunch of barbed wire. And it's really not a well well crafted uh, bit of plunder. Uh, they they uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's the kind of thing where um, one of the early spots um re- oh like yeah the, the cra- like the one of the um is the, like the ring crew bring and it just breaks immediately it's just, yeah it's impossible i mean oh they they do like a somebody does an irish whip and the rope bounces off and just connects slightly with one of the posts that's sticking up and the whole thing collapses yeah it's yeah it's, it's also, so stupid it's also a good way to stir um i can think of like other matches because this match has a um carpet strips in it we've got like a six whipping with a carpet strip which is cool but it's also like a weird unsatisfying weapon carpet strips like, are the but, dumbest carpet strips are the dumbest weapon they, they yeah and they don't look good they don't sound good and they always break in a way that's not spectacular visually i think this was yeah i think this was actually like a pretty good but this is like two of the guys who if i could trust somebody to fucking make it work i would trust these two guys it was also a well-constructed like, we'll say this a well-constructed carpet strip board table thing but it's but um, it's just but, like the kind of thing you just stuff and do and it's just like it's mm-hmm. kind of it's 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 assy you know it's like you can do better than that <laughs> um so yeah drake gives uh danny a fucking basically a dvd into michinoku driver like a cradle shock um i never know what to call that it's the chris saban move <laughs> yeah. i don't know why that's the name that comes to my mind uh big fan big fan um he gives him off the basically off the top to the floor um, it was propped up between the, the, the apron and the rail. Um, crowd gets a tiny bit louder, but they're still barely making a sound. I didn't notice, uh, you said Danny's head hit, what, the ring post? Um, the, the bottom post of the, of the ring, where it would the be... The horizontal uh, bar that holds up Yeah, the, the horizontal the bar legs. that would, and, I, and I'm saying it might have, I'm not sure it did, but it fucking, it looks like it, it very easily could have, because okay. it's the way... And it's like, nobody noticed that. It's so, and I think, but I'm like, uh, am I the, only saying that because that there's no the ring? It, is the stuff that hurts the most. Like the stuff, yeah, is, the, the stuff that hurts the, the worst is the stuff that nobody notices, basically. Yeah. Would you want, here's a question for you. If you could pick somewhere to bleed, how low on your list of places to bleed would the Markland Acres farm be? Oh, that, be, I think it'd be there's fine. There's probably hepatitis, fucking cute, fucking no. cute. In it's that, it, in it's that. grass. It gets rained on. I'm not worried about that. Um, I don't. Well, I, I don't trust <laughs> nature. DJ nature me. will uh, defeat any any illness. Uh, <laughs> any illness that we could we could leave behind. Uh, the, the the sands of time and nature will will take over. And you're you're just 
what you really need to worry about is the bugs crawling in your cuts. Um, oh God! I haven't. I, haven't I don't think I've ever been to. I think I, I, maybe I drove through Delaware once. I'm not really sure. Um, seems like a lovely place. Uh, spent a lot of time in Delaware. Um, not a lot of time. I was. Uh, it, it's somewhere you mostly do drive through. Yeah, I'm yeah. in. Sure. Um, I I was just like last time I went through there to. DC and it was we went right through there. We went we stopped at the at a the uh, Joe Biden uh rest center which was really fucking funny. Oh sure. Uh yeah there's see like and I think you you got Chinese food there. It was just like a rest stop and it's really funny. Ah, uh, I love, uh, I love that, to that, hear that, Joe that, Biden talk about Chinese food. Um <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he he loves to smell it. He, he loves, loves to center. smell it. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Um so yeah, some Topical. of the yeah, no, it's good. It's good. That's going to stay. Um, People are going to be able to, they're going to get that for years, uh, because he's going to be the president. <laughs> Boy, imagine actually thinking that. Um, uh, uh, four more years, four more years. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, some of DJ Hyde's cousins, uh, presumably, uh, help load some bullshit into the ring. Um, <laughs> every time I see those, the ring crew, like the, the plunder boys of CCW, it's always that one guy. You always, you can spot him. You can spot him out of a fucking police lineup. Um, he's, he's always the guy kind of leading the charge with lifting sharp objects, like in a, in a team formation over the top rope so that they can get the plunder in there. Uh, it always felt kind of cheap to me. The idea of some non wrestlers helping them get the, get the shit in the ring. It's probably better for the pace of the match. Also takes me out of it. I don't. Yeah. There's some, there's, uh, some ref help assistance in like the, in our first match. It's just, it's weird, but it's also, it is I'm funny. I'm less like, worried like, about but- the ref because the ref is there to ensure the safety of the individuals in some case. So, yeah. Say, say holding, fun, holding but, the ladder, you know, when the ref holds the ladder for the people, sure. I'm okay with that because he's, this guy's going to jump off the ladder either way. I need to make sure that neither person dies in this match because it's gonna... more, it's more conspicuous that like the holding up the ladder is more conspicuous in Japan when it'll be like the fucking ring crew. And it's like, it, it's like a freedoms match is fucking Kamui, like this fucking 20 year yeah, veteran it's, it's or something boys. like that. The Tommy Hirata. Yeah, like your fucking like your 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 future superstar. And it's like that's so. a yeah, we'll future see. superstar Kamui. Tommy Harada, Tommy Tommy Harada. I can't fucking say his first name. Is that guy? He's great. He's gonna be. He's gonna be Deathmatch Legend. He's I thought you were talking like, about Kamui, the uh, the masked guy. No, but well, I, both of them. You'll okay. see like both of them, like a Freedoms or like a big uh, big Japan. It'll be like Holding the, the part boys, Tatsuhiko Yoshi, Yoshino, okay. and Sakafuda okay, and stuff. And it's like it's just weird. It's like weird to see that. Let's that takes me out. Not of it. do Freedoms. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, back to DJ Hyde's yard. Uh, uh, this is this is where to, it gets really crazy. Yeah, the, this is fucking wild shit. Um, now that now we want fire. That chant, which was completely inappropriate, shame on you, CZW fans. Uh, you pieces of shit. Now that they had to was, see lighter fluid, they must have noticed that Drake had like st- stashed some lighter fluid somewhere, right? I know because yeah, because it's like it feel like. How was that foreshadowing if they didn't fucking know? And well, it was foreshadowing because holy shit, this is a good spot. Um All right, so Drake takes a bundle of light tubes, covers it in lighter fluid, and then he and drinks then- a bunch of it. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking holds up the lighter and fucking spits it out <laughs> like he's a fucking t- he- like he's a fucking 
I don't know. Like a, a circus, homeless man. Like a, no, no. He, he spits it out like he's the fucking circus ringleader. I went to the circus, uh, which was, we went to the circus last August, I believe. Um, and there was, so the circus took place in the, uh, shopping mall parking lot. Um, and had the tent, but the tent was just set up on the concrete parking lot. Uh, and it was a small tent. It was like a, probably a crew of maybe like 15 performers. It was a small thing. It didn't have like elephants or anything. Uh, but the like ringleader guy was this, uh, he looked kind of like Glenn Turman, the mayor from, uh, from the wire. Sure. Um, and he, but he was wearing like shiny fucking, uh, like pleather pants and he was the guy announcing every you know all the performers the fabulous so-and-so brothers doing their fucking trapeze shit uh they had trapeze over fucking concrete i do want to say it's it was insane but he came out and did this fire dance to like fucking skrillex music (laughs) And, and <laughs> oh, finished it. Be like saber dance or something like that, like something like an actual classical piece. Like no, it was it was it was uh, EDM. EDM, yeah, of course, exactly. <laughs> and he he and he drank a bunch of fucking lighter fluid and spit the biggest fireball. And it was it was like we were really close, so the heat was insane. And my daughter kept saying that it was hot sauce. Wow, he drank the hot sauce. And, uh, this, so what, what Drake does, the way he blows this fucking fire, um, it's, it's reminiscent of a, a, a veteran circus performer, uh, which, what are we doing if not the circus, right? Yeah. (laughs) And it, Uh, so it, it sprays fire into, uh, Danny Havoc's face and ignites the light tubes in the process. And then he follows it by smashing the fucking flaming bundle of light tubes over Danny's head. And then how does he follow that up? He follows it up with La Casita. La Casita, I, La Maestra, a fucking... Lucha, you know, your, your signature, maybe your all-time classic Lucha roll-up. Yes. Definitely. And, man, these guys... You do remember, oh yeah, these guys, yeah, these are guys trained by Chris Hero, huh? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but it was so badass, and so, I love that so much, though. That's the most, that, that's like, so fucking, you know, GTU. Yeah. That's so well, kick ass. Yeah, Drake was made to watch Skyda matches. Drake probably rolled around with Skyda at some point. Um, it's. Danny, absolutely, I mean, like, literally trained by fucking Quack. I mean, yeah. yeah like, Danny could have been an ant. Uh, thank God he wasn't. Uh, instead, uh, instead he was just a roach. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, show me the roach stable. I want to see the fucking roach colony. Um, him, him and G Raver. Hell yeah. Uh, still not convinced that G Raver ever actually trained with Skyda or Quackenbush. I don't How does he know Lucha? He knows Lucha. He just watches tapes, man. He just watches fucking tapes. Uh, Danny then grabs, uh, he's, uh, Danny feels Bushido after that. Grabs Drake. Uh, Drake is holding on to a light tube, uh, and Danny then uh, full Nelson's him with the light tube behind his head and decides he's going to just go ahead and suplex him through a bunch of other light tubes. Hell uh, yeah. A fucking, a, a, a metric fuck ton of light tubes for two again, uh, which for me was a shocking near fall that I completely bit on. Uh, we see a shot of the back of Drake's head. It's very disgusting. And the crowd finally gives him... They give them the the approval. Uh, this is awesome chant. <laughs> uh, the most impotent fucking chant for the most impotent fucking crowd. Um, and then uh, what? They finish with more flaming light tubes. I don't know. 
Yeah, we get a uh, we get a Drake's landing through flaming tubes. Yeah, uh, draped between two chairs. Um, and then I we saw- get a res- and then we get a respect promo from Danny. You're my best friend in this business. I, I like Danny. Have uh, Danny yeah, have Danny's cool. Good, Danny's cool. A good commentator, and uh, but he's just fun to hear t- talk. His voice is so weird and deep, and he, but he, he yeah. has like that. He sounds like a smarter person than he is. I think no, I, I don't think, think Danny is shockingly intelligent. I mean, he's I, definitely not stupid. Yeah, yeah. He's not a genius, but he's not stupid. But he has a voice. He has the voice of a man who is legitimately smart, which is so funny. Yeah, he uh, Drake himself in a, in a way for sure. Yeah, Drake has the voice of a man <laughs> from a much more sovereign place than he is. I'll say this: the Drake... is not that fucking sovereign. Okay, it's oh, sovereign. Come on. But yeah, it is. It, it is. It's is Kentucky Southern. Yeah, but Southern I Indiana mean, is just Kentucky. It literally it is. is. Evan, I mean, Evansville, literally. Yeah, yeah. But it's still like it's so. I mean, this dude, like you think of him from being from Indianapolis, and you're like, hmm. Yeah. But it's but it's Drake. I mean, that's part of the charm. Is that is the what's cracking homicide sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. That's an esoteric one for sure. Um. Yeah, Drake. So if if Danny sounds smarter than you'd expect him to be, Drake sounds dumber than he is because Drake is also clearly a guy with a fucking good head on his shoulders, especially once he's clean. Um, I don't is is Danny clean now? Probably not, but he's not working. He's not cutting himself, and I, I'm happy about that uh, because I mean, let's be honest, Danny peaked around probably before this match happened, and you look at like 2015 Danny, and it is some dire shit. Um, He's got the he's got the real fucking uh, the uh, hydrocodone gut, for lack yeah. of a better term. Um, so yeah, I didn't think this was a great match overall, but the last you know, I, I say the last half of it is as insane and high energy as anything that probably anything that ever happened in a CCW ring. The fireball, flaming light tube shot, and La Casita combo is probably the greatest sequence I've ever seen in a match. Um, um, I I watched it like four times, and I watched this match while my daughter took a bath. Um, I, I was I sit I sit on the toilet, uh, sometimes taking a shit, most of the time just sitting on the lid, um, while she is in the bath, and I will wash her hair, and then after that, it's all on her. I'm just there to supervise. Um, so. I washed her hair, and then I watched a death match. And uh, the bath took a little longer than usual because I was watching a death match. And every now and then she'd say, "What are you doing, Dad?" And I'd say, "Just you know, looking at my phone." <laughs> uh, but no, I was watching a man uh, spit a fireball uh, and then do a la casita. Uh, so yeah, hell yeah, this. Wow. That that shit is my shit. That is incredibly my shit, and that will be the gif for this. Because I don't know if that you said there's a moment in uh, in in this match that I will want to use as the gif. Was that the moment? Uh yes, it okay. was. So every yeah. every part of that. I didn't every, want to spoil it because it's so fucking good. I can't believe and he that, did a, a fucking that that La Maestral after after the flaming tube shot. Drake Younger is a funny funny man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's oh, the good so stuff. Good. That is the good stuff there. Um, all right. Anything else on this one? Uh, I I, f- I like this match more than you, but I feel like sure. I, I just like I just enjoy. It's one of those things where I just enjoy these two. I think they have good. They 
chemistry even if this is a little post peak danny yeah it's just it's just fun to watch and i felt like this was we had to get this matchup cool. i feel like these two of the be- the two of the more defining us juniors style of deathmatch like we talk about like the and of the development, like, this is definitely your post Xantic wife beater. Sure. Um, all that. Sure. Uh, this is a, uh, this is a, a refined version of what Nick Mondo wanted to do. Um, yeah. For sure. Um, okay. Well, we're going to take a little break and then when we come back, uh, we didn't get any real questions. Uh, so I think we're going to skip that. I mean, we've got a couple of responses, but yeah, people, people don't, People don't wake up for for Drake like they should, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, hopefully, you guys will check out some of these matches. Um, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about dudes being barefooted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. seen Connor O'Malley's recent uh, video tweets about uh, Howard Schultz? Have you seen any of these? No, I know that they're a thing, but I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't fucking watch. <laughs> are yeah. you... Um, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say he's covered in blood, screaming yeah. about how he wants Howard Schultz to be president, and he's going to make Tiger Woods his VP, so... Um, yeah, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. He's got uh, heart monitors attached to him in this latest one, uh, or the little pads, you know, that you... Yeah. Uh, is that, I don't know what you call those. Uh, um, I don't either. I just, ha- I mean, I was, I fucking had those, like, one December, uh, or when <laughs> nice. I ha- when I had the, yeah, when I passed out at the doctor, because I just had acid reflux, and the motherfucker still never gave me, uh, I haven't made a... I, I have a, like, the message, the voicemail saved for that, and I'm like, I don't want to go. That doctor's an asshole. Yeah. I have other things you're, to you're do. You're just saving, saving that voicemail for uh, for when you get a lawyer. Um, yeah, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Uh, I think we will we'll, we'll do a brief little question and answer thing um, here. We didn't get a whole lot of responses. Uh, but first of all, we'll, we'll start with uh, Hot Jughead, Sam. Who says, do you think the mark who runs in to fuck up the syringes in that one thumbtack jack match is a plant or just so earnestly repulsed by the very idea of a power bomb off the apron onto hundreds of needles that he cannot help himself? Uh, she says, this has been on my mind for like 10 years. So I didn't notice this, but you did? 
I did, and this is sort of weird to... Okay, because so it was weird to bring up. I don't know who the hell that was. It was like... I'm not sure, because, okay, so the German commentary... Firstly, aside from being, being in German, is not fucking professional by any stretch of the imagination. So they're not, like... They themselves are not really telling you anything. But I always thought that was like... I, I looked at that and I'm like, is that like the fucking promoter? Is that Felix? WXW guy? Like, who the hell is this? Is this like some sort of, is this like some sort of like, oh shit, I had not planned for this. Yeah. I don't know what the hell it is. It's so, it We're going to get kicked out of our, our opium den uh, if we do yeah. this, if we let this go it's, forward. It's so freaking bizarre because it is like this weird thing where it's like, the motherfucker just pulled out like, like four, f- like five minutes ago, he pulled out a chair covered in razor blades. It's like. Yeah, that was fine. Liability is out the window at this point. Where you know, is what... the line? Where is the line? You know? Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it surgical tools? Like, <laughs> he had a fucking, uh, uh, hacksaw out. Sure. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but pouring 250 needles under the ground. Is not um, okay. I also so- like one the one spot I, I like because you mentioned in um, Drake with the handcuff. Doesn't he use the saw to like? He does. He that, cuts the yeah. Fuck. I didn't, it's it's so fucking weird looking. It's like and it just he just sort of bashes through it and it's like that's such a good that match kicks ass. It's so stupid. I've never um, been good at using a like any sort of handsaw. Um, I've, I've mastered the art of a circular saw. I say mastered. I've learned how to cut through wood with one. Um, <laughs> but I, I cannot use like a, like a, a cross cut saw or any of those things to save my life. Um, yeah. Any, anything where you are, um, administering the power yourself, like through. Yeah. Just like, like some old, cause it's some old bullshit, like from the fucking depression, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like nobody has made a new saw in the last 45 years. Yeah. <laughs> At minimum, these are all from, like, you know, these, these went out, like, but like, you know, that was like an executive order from Nixon. We're not making these anymore. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the handsaw technology has, uh, hit a, it's become stagnant since the post-war era. Um, the last people to create those were the greatest generation. And really, what an apt title. Um, alright, so at Ben Thrifty. Uh, Thomas Nkara says, uh, how good do you think a Nick Patrick versus Drake Younger match would be? <laughs> Nick Patrick comes up a lot, and you know why? Because he kicks ass. Love yeah. Nick Patrick. Uh, I think it would have been fucking fun. Hell, um, it hell of a been, TV match, for sure. It would have been, yeah, it would have been a lot of bullshit, ma- but it's like both the, I mean, Drake is so theatrical, and so is Nick Patrick. I think it would have worked. Uh, not, 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 not as overtly hammy, but I feel like, and this will come up in, both of the next two matches, Drake is a theatrical motherfucker. He really is Hollywood Drake, and the way he sells, he sells for the back row, and I, I actually think that's fine. I think that, like, I don't think that takes away from his matches or anything, I feel like. I think somebody, w- there's people who might think that, and they're fucking stupid, they're wrong. How the hell would you react if you just got thrown into a fucking, you know, a bundle of light tubes? Yeah, I think I'd be losing my shit. I don't know. Drake is good at the stuff. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Would Nick Patrick take a light tube? Matt Riddle did. Who knows? Um, uh, All right. So at Water Homestyle, the old Hehu Forty Two 
uh, old friend of mine, great lover of the show, person that I didn't expect to, to super be into this, but uh, Hefu42 says, does WWE have anyone under their employee that stacks up to the stuff he did? Definitely not. Um, I think Ambrose is yeah. close, maybe, uh, but hmm. no, no, but not really, because who is who is anywhere near this level of depravity? Um, I don't think, I don't think that's even possible. Um, yeah, it's more like, who, who are like, if I, I thought about this before that like, I mean, there are points in time when WWE has like had like enough that they could have run like an impromptu, t- like mini TOD, but it's like, <laughs> um, I love that idea. Tribute to the troops. Yeah. <laughs> It is funny, like, it's funny to watch, there's a uh, TV match, it's one of the, um, like, their trick-or-treat, street fight sort of matches, it's him sure. and, it's uh, Ambrose and Cesaro, and Cesaro, of course, never was a deathmatch guy, but he Yeah, that match is cool, saw, I, I, that was yeah, one they, of the first matches that I, I watched with my wife, I want to say. That match is a lot of fun, and that is like a very, that's like a PG deathmatch. Yeah. And the way it's worked, it's actually worked very, very well within that. I think that's, I don't know. Amber, but even then it was more of, it was like a side gig, and that's sort of his, the way he always said it, like, that he did it because he wanted to do something. He was gay for pay, for sure. Um, but you know, I'm gonna throw out a name. Shane McMahon. Oh, hell yeah. Well, Shane Shane McMahon fucking would. (laughs) He yeah. would love to do this shit if he could. Yeah, Shane McMahon um, is it could stack up to Drake in in some form. Um, I think that's about it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like historically, there. I mean, hmm. under current employee, Foley is an under current employee. So. Yeah, but even 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 Foley, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean Foley is is definitely the the obvious answer, but not under current employee. Um, and that is the question. Uh, let's see here. What's this guy's at name? Neighbor Mania, the Macho Man Rand Paul's neighbor. Uh, friend of the show, constant engager. Um, don't know him. Don't want to know him. Seems like an awful <laughs> person. Uh, he, this is more of a comment than a question. It's just fucking weird as shit that he's an NXT referee. It's like kayfabe, ber- kayfabe version of when your friend who routinely got blackout drunk and set his pubes on fire has a kid and turns out to be a responsible, loving dad. Uh, that is definitely Drake. He is a. That is. Uh, he used yeah, to set he, his pubes on fire. Now he now he loves his family. Um, um, I think even more shocking than that is the tan, though. <laughs> the tan is so he. I mean, it's his look is, evo, it, it, it's evolutionary. Like I I see him and I feel like yeah that is Drake, but it's like. He looks so weird. He looks like he looks he looks like a car salesman. Yeah, or something. Yeah. It's almost blackface. Almost, it's very orange face. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, you've um, there. I mean, I know that that's a thing. Is with it like because of the way the high intensity uh, WWE lighting, the people are encouraged to uh, go with the super tans, and it's like people like Becky Lynch or Sheamus or something who are just naturally fucking pale do mm-hmm. end up. But it's like, Drake is not naturally super pale. He's just it's, a normal-looking dude, for sure. Yeah, and it's like, this, it's like, this motherfucker is, but it's, especially because he, without the, without, like, much hair, I mean, he's not, like, completely shaven, but it's like, there's not, like, it looks weird. Yeah, but I've that's seen actually, him. this is where the Hollywood Drake name came from, uh, given to him by Eddie Kingston after he first appeared with that crazy tan. 
uh, Hollywood Drake. That's uh, that's an Eddie Kingstonism. Um, uh, do you have something that, more on the tanning? That. On the tanning? No, it's just fu- no, it's it is funny though because it is like I I you know that is something that I just thought of and it, there are like a certain Becky Lynch stands the fuck out as someone who is like way past the tan, especially mm-hmm. when like has had has varied like to her current look, which is like very like out weirdly like orange soda like <laughs> hair uh, compared to like when yeah. she first like she um, is was, she is slice as hell yeah like compared to like her uh original look when she first started making nxt tv uh which was just like natural like classic looking red hair like mm-hmm. red hair like i fucking have yeah uh, but now and, she's like, a just, fanta yeah like yeah this is you know this is this is an auburn tiger this is tennessee volunteer <laughs> Yeah, Eric. Uh, that's a fucking weird way to reference it, but yeah. it works. Yeah, sure. People will get it. Yeah, um, uh, Smoky Mountain baby. Um, all right, denim assemblage. Uh, our friend Denim said uh, that his master of pain, masters of pain matches across the years rule. I have not. I think I've maybe seen one IWA East Coast Masters of Pain show. Um, he, uh, they, they are shouting that out. Um, they. I don't know. Denim Denim has watched a lot of random deathmatch stuff that I have not. Uh they're going to come on the show at some point and talk about uh what is it? Vicious Outcast Wrestling is the plan because Denim and Matt B are going to go as far as I know they're going to go together to the uh what's it called? Lords of Anarchy. Lords of Anarchy indeed, yes. Yeah, and Shiniston, West Virginia. Now, Denim is uh, a re- a resident uh, West, they're from West Virginia, or they're near there. I don't want to like. I don't want from there. I don't want to say anyone is from West Virginia because if, if if they are, then they are. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll get you on the show, Denim. Um, I finally, uh, J.R. Goldberg, friend of the show, uh, says, "Do you agree with Masada's assessment of I liked Drake more when he was on all those drugs?" I'm going to say no. Yeah, I've what I, uh, yeah. Let's talk about like the deathmatch stuff and how that relates to the drugs because yeah, it's, inter- it's interesting. Okay, because relating to because Drake really lays out in the Kevin Steen show appearance where he says like to him it, it was never like coping. He just did it because he liked it. He liked doing it. He liked it. For him, it was just fun, and it added to the experience of being a rock and roll ass deathmatch pro wrestler. Like this was what he dreamed of doing when he was a dipshit kid. Sure. And like it helped further his his ability to be a top guy to get that pop. He 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 did the drugs for the pop, you know, which is he, sad. Made him, but I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, like you, he, I remember it explicitly. He says, "Like I guess I had like less inhibition about doing stuff, but I didn't do it explicitly. Like it was just it was a side effect of it, and not like pain management either. It was just like sure. It, it just like it's like it's like getting fucked up. Yeah, relatable. I guess it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to do. It's fun to fun to get high. But it's uh-huh. like but here's the thing, Masada. I don't know why. I think it's because of Todd Sexton that I was thinking of calling him Todd Masada. Todd Masada. <laughs> the Texas, yeah. De- the Texas Death Club. Uh, Hak- Hakuna really, Masada. How do you feel about Hakuna Masada? I don't think he would like that. <laughs> he'd, probably I don't call, know. he'd probably call me the F word. 
Yeah, but here's the thing. Masada, Masada, Masada is a guy who, it's not that we're avoiding him. It's just that Masada feels like a commitment to me of, of, there's a lot of wrestlers where they feel like if we do him, they're a commitment. Ian Rotten is a commitment, but even, but he has like more varied body. He's, Ian Rotten is a, Far, far better version of Masada than Masada is. Yeah, yeah. What are uh, we, we're gonna pick out like a, a couple of Carnage Crew matches. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to do. It. I look I, as I said before, Masada was around in the area that I grew up in. He has been to my house. Um, I would see him at shows all the time. And the very first indie wrestling show I, I went to, he was on it and his dad promoted it. So that was at the Boys and Girls Club of America in Beaumont, Texas, Beaumont, Texas. in yeah. 2001, maybe 2000 even. I'm not really, not really a hundred percent sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't want to do a show on him because I don't know what we'd do. I'm not anti Masada. It's just he's a, com- he, he, he is a commitment. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It would be funny to do if one of the episodes, like one of the people who've discussed doing, of course, is uh, fucking L.A. Park. It would be funny to do that match, for example. Uh, from yeah, but no, let's, let's we'll like, save that. Save that for Chris and Kevin. That's more their speed. It's so we. Masada's like a weird dude to think about, but I mean, great promos. Great. Yeah, that one but, promo is fantastic. The one that uh, Neutral Max famously posted uh, is fantastic. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let's get to speaking of drugs. Yeah, speaking um, of drugs. I like it. Uh, from I got a date here. I got a date. I got a date. Uh, yeah. Here. From IWA Mid South King of the Death Matches 2006, June 3rd 2006, the second round, night two of King of the Death Matches. We have Drake Younger versus J.C. Bailey in. Barefoot thumbtack match. Yeah. See, I, I like, know. I can, I can, I'll do a little up inflection in my voice. You know where to pick up. That's called chemistry. 10 episodes, people. 10 episodes. 10 episodes. I'm talking almost 30 hours. <laughs> it's called, a, it, it, it's called, you know, rhythm. It's called a rhythm method. No, that's not what it's called. It's called riffing uh, method. Uh, uh, yeah, so this is, it's, it's a rhythm because we are, you know, uh, you know, we're a reggae band. We're yeah. Desmond Decker. And, <laughs> yeah, it's, this is grime, is what this is. Um, all right, so the rhythm method. Um, I don't. I, why do I keep thinking of? I I, I mentioned this in the. Uh, so, do you want to talk about for ten seconds the the Lana Snapchat clip? Oh, sure. We can talk about Lana getting fucked while she holds a vibrator to her clip. To me, I can't. I can't get over that. That's so weird to me to see that in life. It's, it's the best way to do it. It's the best way to do it. I'm familiar with this idea, but it's like. I think about that as something hey, listen, like I heard. It's, it's pleasurable for the man as well as the woman. I'll say that. It just makes you think of like something I heard on like Penn and Teller bullshit when I was like like twelve. <laughs> something. No, no, it's cool. It's all good. Um, the the difficulty... Penn and Teller bullshit. Oh, not not a great show by any stretch of the imagination. But you know what? I enjoyed it when I was twelve because I understood that it was bullshit then. It's well, I never it's, watched. Uh, never watched it. it it's 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 very uh like libertarianish in a way, sure, but sure, some sure. of the point. But it's it's like the same thing as all that shit, where it's like I agree, and then it's like I don't care. I, I like watching Penn Gillette call people asshole. Sure, because like, I have an idea. Up. I have a, I have a, a. We should start a running list of celebrities we would like to see uh, get hit in the head with a light tube, and I would put Penn Gillette on that list. Um, uh, and, and his weird little friend. Uh, 
Definitely, definitely. I bet he would bleed, like, a, a large amount. He'd be a big bleeder. Uh, yeah, so we got Drake Younger versus J.C. Bailey here. This is a barefoot thumbtack match. I believe this is Drake's second ever death match. The story on yes. his entry into this uh, is that he decided one day to be a deathmatch wrestler for no actual reason whatsoever at first. And uh, he tells this on the Kevin Steen show. He basically, he, he was working a battle royal for Ian Rotten at IWA and asks Necro to blade him in a battle royal. And, uh, and he basically, he says, uh, this is how he tells the story. He says, I need to get color, sir. Uh, and Necro says, it's a battle royal kid. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I know, sir, I just need to get color. And so Necro blades him. Uh, first time he ever got fucking cut was the Necro Butcher doing it for him. Um, and then, yeah, uh, he I guess he bled a lot. He took a big bump to the floor. And then Ian booked him for King of the Death. And uh, and then, it, so night one, he wrestled diehard Dustin Lee in a cage match with light tubes in it, I guess. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I've seen that match. If I uh, have, it was a long time ago. Yeah, and it's like it's like sub seven minutes. I think it's this is they like put up a cage a, to do seven minutes. I know it's fucking weird. The opener <laughs> for not the not the the opening match of the second round of this is fucking cage match too, which is really like yeah, I saw that guys, I was skipping through the file. Yeah. Um, and then right preceding this was Madman Pondo versus Corporal Robinson in an electrified light tubes match. So they were IWA was all about. You know, really building to the big shit in night two, um, and then yeah, apparently uh, the the after that first after that cage match against diehard Dustin Lee, who was of course Drake's dear friend, um, Ian came up to him and said, "Hey, Bubba, you want to do barefoot thumbtacks tomorrow?" And he was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> so he did, and uh, and so yeah, uh, this is a thing. I don't know if this is a good match, but it is something. I think this is a fucking good match. Um, JC Bailey, a mutual favorite of ours. Um, sure. We can These talk are... a lot about him, but we don't need to because God knows we will probably. We'll get to I JC. Think we, we'll get to yeah, JC. We'll, we'll do an episode on him, but also he's going to pop up because I think every single match he ever had is interesting to watch at minimum. This yeah. is a fun match. Again, I think this one is One of clever. the most ambitious deathmatch workers of the era. Again, just, just like the, the rest of the people we've seen Drake against here. Uh, on tonight's show, these are this is a this is an opponent for him for sure. One of the yeah. guys he was emulating the style of for dance. And this is okay. So this is um, I very I think it's cleverly worked. It's sort of and it's it's fucking also it's just an it's it's a, a particularly weird wit gimmick because it's sort of funny to think about. What if he just decided to not? What if you said just fuck this in the middle of the match and you just put your shoes on? <laughs> well, what I guess Would you get only, disqualified? Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I, <laughs> I didn't I think about that. I came to the conclusion that you couldn't get disqualified, but you would not be able to advance on the tournament. Okay. You so a tournament setting, it works. But yeah, but if, but if you couldn't just do that in, like, a regular match, I don't know what the hop is, just a no contest. Or... Yeah. It would be like missing weight in uh, a box in a boxing match. It's like you you don't you sure. can't win title. Sure, can't he, win would, title. he would get John's John Jonesed um, after after like the day after. Um, so um, yeah, it, we 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 get our our, our first. We uh, Drake pops his foot cherry uh, with a kind of 
uh, Manhattan drop feet first into the tax. They did some like you know they did some sort of teasing, but not much. Um, ah, fuck, my notes are on my phone for this, so it keeps going to sleep. Um, we do get uh, Jim Fannin on commentary rehashing for the hundredth time his feud with <laughs> J.C. Bailey's <laughs> dad. Do you know any details about the feud? Well, we could probably talk about it on another show, but yeah, um, the Jim Fan and, and J.C. Uh, Bailey dad Joe feud. Bailey? Joe think, Bailey, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's sort of... Jim Fannin is a ridiculous motherfucker. I enjoy yeah. him in commentary, though. I that's forget a, the name of a, the other guy uh, who's on this, because it's not Prezak. Yeah, I don't know him either, but he's good. Uh, commentary on this yeah. is fun. Uh, yeah, the Joe Bailey, Jim Fannin, uh, real life heat is some real Indiana fucking trailer park shit. Uh, yeah, the, you know, the Ohio Valley itself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, fuck, he, Bailey puts Drake's head down into the tax. The tax are in sort of a pit uh, of sorts, and he bounces off the ropes and goes for a stomp onto Drake's <gasps> head, and Drake just pulls his head away, and JC gets a foot full of sharp, tiny objects, and this has got to be one of the dumbest spots we've seen in any matches we've covered here. Uh, from a logic perspective, at least. Yeah. But if you factor felt- in the amount of oxycodone that JC probably took like an hour and a half before this match, it kind of makes sense that you would do something uh, like that. Yeah, it's it's fucking... It, it's... It, I, mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where you do it for... It's a good shock effect bomb. You see that in your a spot. Bomb, really. But you know what I mean? It's like... A foot you bump, see yeah. that. Yeah, you see that and you're just like, Oh, shit. There's... Yeah. Oh, there, and then no, what does Drake do after that? <laughs> we get some, you know, Hollywood Drake Landell. As it turns out, he's a footman. Yeah, he starts pulling he the tacks out of JC's foot with his teeth and spitting them mm-hmm. into the crowd. Uh, so we got, <laughs> yeah, it was two episodes of Wrestling is Gross in a row with some high-end foot content for sure. Uh, Drake then dumps all the tacks out of the pit into the ring, so now every step they take is gonna suck. Uh, JC throws tacks into the face of Drake, and they spray once again into the first few rows. Fans are getting plenty of fucking sharp shit thrown at him. It's great. Um, Drake does a few vertical suplexes into the tacks, and I don't know if people realize this, but when you get vertical, vertical su- ver- when you get vertically suplexed, um, your feet hit just as hard as your back, if not harder, because yeah. they whiplash over, and they usually connect at the same time. Um, so that sucks a lot, too. <laughs> Um, and then JC goes and gets a box of light tubes because the tacks weren't enough. Um, he dumps them into the ring and then he just sort of, uh, like darts this empty. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) He fucking just throws it like a javelin, this empty long box and it just pops Drake in the fucking mouth. And it kicks so much ass. It looks like it hurts really bad. Oh, it, it was a stiff shot. It was cool. It was hell, so good. Hell of a cardboard uh, box spot there. J.C. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bailey was a, I mean, ambitious, we, we keep saying, but it's like, he, he he had a knack for, for like, that's a small thing, but that's something that people, like, legitimately remember 30 yeah. fucking years later. For he was good at the little moments. That's a big part of what makes a great wrestler is, is that moment-to-moment, uh, you know, making making every... 
no wasted motion. <laughs> no. Like, it's, it's what that no is. wasted weaponry. If you break a light tube and you have just like enough of a shard that you can hold it in your hand, yeah, break it you again. might as well just throw, yeah, just keep throwing it at yeah. your opponent. And you know why? Because it'll look fucking cool and it'll make you seem like a vicious psychopath. Definitely. Because you, you just can't stop. And that's, you know, just. No, re- no reason not to do it. What is your opponent really going to get pissed off that you threw, threw like a maybe six inches? Maybe who like it's a, we've talked about during twenty minutes of hell. We've talked about yes, the, uh, like it, you 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 don't break the tube correctly, so you pick it up and you hit them with it just in the face. You hit them with it like in the face, so you like I have to break this light tube now because it didn't break on the spot that we did before. Um, but we have to. We have to make this look good, except you're hitting a, a guy in the face with it, and he's not expecting it. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, we did get another question from uh, Vera, I believe her name is. Yes. Uh, she says, why does Drake look 60 years old? Hollywood. Cocaine, the, baby. <laughs> the, you know, that's just what the New York Territory does to you. That's Imagine right. having to talk that often to Triple H. My God. <laughs> I would be dead. Yeah. From, from, you know, Jesus Christ. I hope you're staying clean, Drake. Just, you know, make that money. Use it on, on use it for good. Um, so let's see here. Uh, Bailey sits a light tube. Or no, Drake hits a uh, snapmare soccer kick combo into a light tube, uh, which is silly. With a fucking yeah, especially with, fair fucking with no fun. feet. Or with no feet, uh, with no, no shoes you, on. No shoes, no kick pads either. It's that must have sucked yeah that's um, some, that's some fun shit uh, uh let's see bailey sits a light tube down onto younger and then does a fucking barefoot double foot stomp on him oh that was ludicrous yeah I, I could not stop laughing it's like a comedy routine at this point and then he stabs drake's foot with the jagged edge of a light tube and then he tries to like you said before he tries to break that jagged edge over his foot and it doesn't break and then so he picks up a full light tube uh, and and smashes it over Drake's foot, uh, in in pretty like exciting dramatic fashion. It breaks like really well, and then Drake like jumps up and he's like hopping around, like uh, like in the glass, like one foot and then the other foot. It looks like a uh, wily e. coyote after the Roadrunner tricked him into walking on hot coals, and like the crowd is coming to life. Uh, they are way into this, and for good reason because it is. As weird as it is, and as like kind of staggered as the offense becomes, it's got an interesting little pace to it. Um, I mean, it's, it's the, a good. Whole, it's a, it is a good match. It's weird. The whole thing about working barefoot, it is like sort of a weird thing um, because you think about like someone, like people who do that regularly. You're Mike Bailey, Matt Riddle. Necro. I mean, Matt. Yeah, imagine fucking like climbing the ropes, just climbing the ropes. Oh yeah, it's you know, fam. It sucks, yeah, I mean, like, now you have fucking thumbtacks, you have glass shards, you have the spooky dust mm-hmm. in your fucking, ev- uh, that must suck Yeah, spooky ass. dust between the toes is not great. That's... Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it all sucks. Every part of the sucks. They do, like, a, uh, I think, I think JC goes for, like, just a regular kick or maybe a super kick, and uh, Drake catches it. It's basically, like, when Sean goes for the super kick and... Austin catches it and hits the stunner, um, except he, like, spins him around, and then they both just, like, start selling their feet and fall over. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's like, a bo- there's, like, a borderline dragon screw leg whip spot in this, but it's, like, it's just sort of, 
So it, it's like it doesn't need to be some like Fujinami level perfection. They can't do anything. They can't do yeah. anything. It's, it's it doesn't matter. Firstly, it just it just put the foot back down into the pile of thumbtacks and broken glass, and that's good enough. Fujinami yeah. never worked a barefoot thumbtack match. They, uh, huh? Check cage match. Well, and hope, hopefully he never does. Let's get Striga on. Yeah, Leona, Leona Fujinami, he should because yeah. boy, he doesn't have much going on for him. What about, what about Ryan Fujiwara? You think <laughs> get him to do a barefoot <laughs> thumbtack match? Um, is he still a thing? He's got to be right. He's somewhere. He's still around. Yeah, which is yeah. that dude is so weird. Imagine being like. Let me ask you something. Just, what country is Ryan Fujiwara from? Ryan Fujiwara is from Australia. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That was uh, I probably could have guessed. Yeah, um, and he's, he's he was this WNC or yeah, Smash guy. Smash uh, like, WMC. Yeah, we're gonna and, we're gonna talk about that company. Uh, or no, we did talk about that company on We Don't Know Evolve quite a bit. Yeah. Well, we might. I mean, there's there's some. Scummy ass matches. There's, yeah, some uh, Morat bus forest shit. We'll get, we'll get there. Um, uh, but no, uh, but I was just gonna, uh, just like, imagine just being like Fujiwara just likes you enough that he's in this. Con- it's like, but you're just some weird Australian junior. How wild is that? Did he yeah. pay Fujiwara? He must have paid Fujiwara. Like he's got to be like fucking him. You think Man, Fujiwara Fuji- fucks that kid? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, man, Fujiwara is a horny motherfucker, goddamn. So, you know, who knows? Uh, big respect to Fujiwara. Uh, the, 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 the mat, have you ever seen the match he did on some weird corking show in like 2002 against Matsunaga where there's like the fucking scorpion no. and he bites the head off the scorpion? Oh my it's god. A weird match, yeah. It's, yeah, find that. It, we'll do that. We'll do that for the, yeah. the Fujiwara show that we're probably never gonna do, but we'll do it for the Matsunaga show because Matsunaga. Much Kicks fucking ass, yeah, and I, I, I share a birthday with him, and as as you know, I fucking obsess with that shit. Yeah. We're going to do an Undertaker show, so I mean, we might as well do a Matsunaga show. What, are we going to do a Chris Daniels show? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, a, that's a different kind of show. That's a different kind of gross. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so uh, JC goes for another double stomp, this time from the top. Of course, just lands two feet in the sharp shit again. Again, this is some comedy. This is some comedy shit. Uh, JC is picking tacks and glass out of the bottom of his feet. As he yells, he commands someone at ringside to give me another light tube. <laughs> and then Jim, Jim Fannin keeps shouting, not those light tubes. Those are for the main event. And then the other commentator says, yeah, I guess the two, the 200 light tube match is going to have to be like a 150 light tube match. Okay, I just want to... Uh, yeah, I, I thought about that. And I'm like, if Ian Rotten doesn't have enough fucking light tubes... Yeah, Ian Rotten, better. I mean, what, what kind of operation do you think that man is running? Where he is one a that could fall apart at any time. That's that's what it's makes true, IWA but great. I mean, I, if, if that if Ian Rotten is ever in danger of running out of light tubes, then I, I just feel like what's he even doing? You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. There, I, there's I think a standard of that. There's like you know maybe he can't find a venue. Well, listen to this. I think part of the, the deal here, because at, at some point later he says, okay, go over there for the light tubes. I think Jim Fannin is just trying to hold up the infrastructure here because they've counted exactly 200 light tubes and they put them all in one corner. And those are the light, tub- light tubes you don't touch because they want it to be exact. They want 200 light tubes for the main event and they don't want to have to count and then see, all right, how many are we missing? How many do we know, go need to get like out of fucking uh, 
who, uh, who, whose trunk would they get the brain damaged has uh, 48 <laughs> random assorted light tubes in his trunk. Uh, let's go, let's make sure a bull pain and tank rode here in the same, uh, Yukon Denali. Don't ask who paid for that. <laughs> Don't ask whose name is on the title. There's a bunch of light tubes in the back. Uh, yeah. So this, what the, this, we get to a finish, which is JC shoving a bunch of light tubes down Drake's singlet and then puts him in the tree of woe and double stomps him. <laughs> warrior's then, ass way, which kicks fucking ass. Yeah. Warrior's uh-huh. way. The commentators do shout, take that low key. Uh, that gets the pin. The crowd chants, great fucking match, which is a chant you don't hear often, but that's a very IWA Mid-South chant. <laughs> yes, it's, so, it's it's authentic, and I love that match. I think it was great. I, yeah. I just enjoy watching those two. It made him. Again, it put yeah. him on the map. He, he's, he actually said, I believe, that, uh, that Zandig called him on the phone like two weeks later after the tape came out. Uh, and, and, and booked him in CZW and booked him in, uh, I guess, Tournament of Death right there. Yeah, because um, he does work, uh, TOD month later. Um, yeah, this, this got him into, weeks, yeah. yeah, this got him in TOD and that's, you know, the dig as he calls him. The uh, dig, yeah, the dig, that yes. is, uh, Everybody so go Drake. watch that. Everybody go watch Drake Younger on the Kevin Steen show. I, I know Kevin Steen is like the worst or whatever, but, um, go watch that. And you'll even come out of it thinking Kevin Steen can be kind of charming from time to time if he's with the right uh, in, in the right company. Uh, if yeah. he, yes, if he's with someone who brings out a good side in him, it's not yeah. that he doesn't have it. It's that you're not going to get that from the fucking young bucks. Yeah, definitely. You know those inbred little psychopaths. Definitely. You might get that from someone as like. We weren't going to say the young bucks on the show. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't talk. To me I did about think it. of a name earlier. I was like, I'm not going to say that name. Yeah, and yeah. that's why uh, I'm not going to say it. saying that Thumbtack Jack's uh, a weird body type and skin tone reminds you of Will Ospreay? Me too, <laughs> me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so after the match, JC tells uh, tells Drake to walk out of here because Drake is sort of being helped uh, limping away. And so Drake does. Drake walks away on his own power with fucking, what, dozens of holes in his feet because he's a fucking man. Um more than a man he's a he's a fucking uh he's an entity he's he is a beautiful beautiful figure um all right we good on bare bare feet for we get on are we good on feet for for this episode i think so um what do you think abdul kobayashi's feet look like oh god you don't find out but... I, ha- I haven't even considered it uh, all right do you have a date on this shit um June 2012. Uh, I'll get it up. June 30th? Go ahead and say the participants. Hit us with the participants. It, <laughs> it is for the Big Japan World Deathmatch Heavyweight Championship. Your challenger, of course, is Drake Younger. Your champion, Abdullah Kobayashi Lalabi himself. From the baby July, face of- July 23rd. Shit. The, the baby face... Uh, the baby-faced assassin, Abdullah Kobayashi. That's right. This is from the uh, BJW World Triangle Night in Corican, uh, a a tour that featured talent from CZW, WXW, and Big Japan. Um, and Trent Seven. <laughs> yeah, Trent Seven. He's Trent on this card. A, he's a he's a WXW guy. I don't care. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to acknowledge Fight Club Pro right now. No, I'm definitely fucking... not. They, yeah. they had. 
hey, they paved the way for Game Changer to go do a fucking show in Corican, so I'm, I'll accept them for that reason. Yeah. Um, so we got extra long light tube towers in the corners. Drake is fucking hyped as his juggalo ass horror core music <laughs> plays. Uh, we got a, uh, was it Bungalow Bob? What was, uh, <laughs> what was his name? I don't remember anymore. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, we said it earlier. We've said something earlier. We said a lot of things. Uh, so Corican looks a little sparse on this evening, but he gets them in. Yes, it. I'm, I believe that the, um, reported crowd, um, the report, reported sentence figure on Cage Match is 758. Holy shit, that's not very good. Super, uh, super high, super, super high vacancy. Yes. Um, as what it would say in all caps. Uh, we get our first wrestling is gross appearance of the Lariat DJ Hyde here as he is one of the, one of the ring boys, as it were, one of the seconds. <laughs> uh, it's DJ and Danny Havoc are at ringside trying to start CZW chants, which is hilarious on many levels. Yeah. Uh, um, as for music, every- I do want to say Abdullah Kobayashi, uh, also shockingly making his first appearance on our show, uh, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Has, has, uh, one of the best Big Japan themes. A kind of like J Power Pop. Uh, sounds like a Japanese, like, it sounds like Teenage Fan Club or like late era replacements, but in Japanese. It's very nice. Very nice. Love that theme. Uh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a fall. This is, this is, a, okay, so what are your... This is sort of listed as a generic deathmatch, so I can't... Artic- but it's light tubes and bed of nails. Which, but perfect it's... for these... Uh, I think... Would you associate Abby, Little Abby as the king of the bed of nails of the modern era? Yeah, sure. He's one of the only people willing to bump hard into them. <laughs> we get some fucking gnarly bumps, and again, I feel... He is a... We have ta- I mean, you've said this before. He's a, a guy who... You know, athletically gifted? No, not in any way, shape, or form. Master of fucking timing, though. Great timing. Um, yeah, he knows how to and, pop a crowd at the right time, for sure. And very good Drake opponent, because, again, Drake, Hollywood Drake, really, I mean, Eddie Kingston didn't need to call him that because of the tan. He could have called him that because of just the way he, he is so theatrical and such he's a, a... He's like a screenwriter. He's like William Goldman. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is a gold man, indeed. Um... He has so he's he's just such a goofball charisma, um, and he's the perfect <laughs> guy for like something as theatrical, as something as pro wrestling as a fucking bed of nails death match. Yeah, and, for sure, for sure. Um, so the, yeah, there's light tubes on the ropes as there are for every Big Japan main event death match, um, and then the two big towers of light tubes, and we have the bed of nails and some other assorted things that we will perhaps get to drake is obviously a guy who dreamed of working the main event of a corican show as he said and abby is maybe the single smartest big japan main event worker ever um they start slow because mm. kobayashi is a slow starter like hanma and uh, yamakawa before him is he's working king king's road with sharp objects is kind of his deal um if you don't know what I'm talking about, then that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking half out of my ass, but I, I think I'm right. Uh, so Drake gets bounced off the light tube ropes a few times, breaks some glass, and they head to the floor where they duel with headbutts until Drake is busted open hard way. Pretty yeah. quickly. It's a, that's a forehead on that boy. Well, it's, it's not much of a forehead. 
what's there is barely forehead. It's like a three head. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, uh, I mean, Abdullah, little Abby, really does have one of the all-time great body shapes. His head is a grape, right? Like, on that <laughs> fucking gigant, like, fucking stumpy-ass body. That man is, what, 5'9"? Yeah. Listed 5'9", so that really 5'7". He's 5'7", yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. His um, head, you know, have you ever seen the film uh, Terry Gilliam's Brazil? Yes. So the mask that those guys wear towards the end when they torture uh, uh, John, uh, Mr. Lowry, Jonathan Price's character? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, I, 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 I get it, yeah. You, you do know the mask, the, like, I, I, the yeah, I get, creepy yeah, baby exactly. mask. That's, that is very much Abdullah's face to me. Um, I never really saw it until, until recently. Oh, I, I've, I've never seen the comparison. I've seen, I saw, I saw Brazil for the first time when I was 14. It fucked me up. <laughs> As it does. Um, um yeah. It teaches, teaches you about bureaucracy. It's great. It's a great thing. And HVAC repair. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, um, Drake does his flipping plancha off the stage, which is always a crowd pleaser. His flipping plancha always kind of reminded me of Necros and the way he cuts the flip almost sideways. And yeah. connect, he connects with the opponent in a way that makes it almost impossible for the opponent to catch him, uh, like in a safe manner. And I mean, that's the thing, though, right? Both Drake and Necro never, neither one of them ever gave a fuck if they landed safe. Uh, they, they never. They were never good at doing a front flip. Neither one of them. <laughs> yeah, I love good, you know, quirk. It's it doesn't happen as often anymore. Um, it's the only time I really remember. It's it's always great to see the like, like Corkin is like some like all time scummy fucking die like stage dives and stuff. You know, sure. At, Not a like, lot of people compare- go off the actual balcony. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, uh, that's that where Necro did it uh, around this time period, I believe. Maybe yeah. the, maybe a couple months before. Maybe. Um. But like that, like I mean, the only match I can remember last year was um in Wrestle One, uh, Yusuke Kogodama versus Alhio del Pantera. Pantera really yeah. fucking fun ass match. I, I have not I watched have, that. Like, I need to watch those matches. Yeah, I, uh, uh, Pantorita is real fucking fun in Japan. I think he's a lot more, he's better there than in Mexico, weirdly. I don't know, I think it just, I think he's, he just likes, he, I think I've seen him more often in Japan, but that's real, but it's like, that has like a uh, Coliseo Coacalco value of just being like a goofball, like, high energy, scummy indie brawl. And you don't really get as much of that. At Corkin anymore for no real reason. You see it occasionally. Well, it's, be- it's because the style of the Big Japan main event has evolved. Yeah, um, like um, I'm thinking of like you know a the great Takaru versus Masao Orahara, sort of your like just scumbag uh, great juniors match. match. Great match. Oh hell yeah! You don't. You just don't, that's just not the kind of thing. Is that IWA mostly... Japan or is that yes, some random indie? It's IWA Japan '98. Um, and it's just sort of not. It's Fucking Corkin's a classic arena for that reason. It's there's and but it's not you don't really see it as a sandbox anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and but it has good sandbox potential. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um there's a zero one match last year also I guess, but uh, <clears throat> with uh, Ikemen versus Shugi and you know those two are both fucking idiots. So <laughs> sure. like they're going all over the place. Um this is just a fucking I mean those headbutts are. Drake is a guy who is just willing to headbutt a motherfucker, isn't he? And so is Abby. Uh, Abby, who kind of works the hard head gimmick, uh, of course, of his, uh, of his senpai, mm-hmm. uh, Big Abby. Uh, 
Sure, you sure. Uh, yeah, Abdullah, uh, Abdullah the Butcher, proper, proper Abdullah has not appeared on this show, and I don't, I, he probably, probably, we'll do the funk and chic matches eventually. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, so we get, I, one of the first times I've seen, uh, so Drake punches the tube into Abby's forehead and then holds the sharp, jagged end of the broken tube and just sort of taps it down into his forehead, and that's really cool. Um, that's a spot that I like. And he does it a second time and he shouts, uh, DJ and, and Danny are there, sh- uh, like cheering him on and he shouts at Danny Havoc, I'm in fucking Cork and Hall! Because uh, that is beautiful. That is the Drake that we love and that is the Drake that is the best. Happy to be here, Drake. Um, we get a classic Abby spot as Drake shoves the tubes down the crack of Abdullah's ass, down his pants, uh, and then smashes them with a chair. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy shit in here. Uh, Abby bites the light tube. That's another classic. Uh, yeah. Abby Jr. spot. He chews it up, spits the glaze, glass out at Drake. Now, have you ever uh, had broken glass in your mouth? No. Um, have you? No, no, that's one I can't, I can't say I have. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you never know. I, somebody... remember, I mean, man, I've broken some glass in my life and it's such a fucking bitch to clean up off of yeah. the floor. Yeah, you've had damn. it in your feet before. We should have talked about yeah. that. Yeah. We should have talked about that before. You stepped on a thumbtack before? Oh, yeah. I've gotten fucking pencil in the back of my neck before. In the back of your that... neck? Hell yeah. Yeah, that. Did we uh, talk about I, that on yeah. the show before? We might have. Uh, I'm not sure. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is we're get. I mean, we get one of uh, a fun out uh, like. A ho- have oh. you ever? Uh, okay, so this is a thing that maybe it's too <laughs> late in the night to talk about. But the, the classic thing to like a, a death match to me is the uh, someone being hoisted by their own petard. You know what I mean? Like you set up a spot, and it's because it's because you're going to get fucking fucked up for it, right? So you're talking about Drake doing some Drake shit where he sets up all the chairs in a weird in a weird way that's not traditional. And then he he throws a bunch of light tubes on them. Well, I'm thinking about like if you okay. So when you call the spot like in a death match, usually okay, you're and you bring about in a, a on weapon. A conceptual level, because yeah, usually that means that you're okay. the one who's gonna take in the weapon, right? Like you're gonna go through the panned glass or the bundle of light tubes or whatever, right? Yeah, not necessarily. I don't think that's not a, always. Not no, always. But but listen, it's sort I, of. I don't think that that's a thing that these guys are thinking about. I, I think that that's how, so I think that's how momentum shifts work in a match because you, because the guy who's in control at that given time is setting up the prop. And then usually the next move so that they can transition to the other guy being on offense, it's going to be the guy who set up the prop taking it because that's how the flow of a wrestling match works. I don't think that's any sort of, actual like thematic storytelling i, like, I think I that's think me- i think that's the mechanics of wrestling i think that's where the, me- the mechanics of wrestling but in the sense of um it being like if you introduce it it's because i'm the understanding that you're willing to go through it you're willing to take it and it's sort of like oh i don't think so at all i don't think so at okay. all i think i think in a lot of cases um it's it's yeah no i don't i i wouldn't agree with that one bit because most of the time the person setting up the implement is like uh is doing it somewhat out of cowardice because they want an easy way out, uh, and they wouldn't be caught dead taking it themselves. I don't. I don't know. I'm not with that really. Um, it's an interesting idea, but I don't think. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> anyway, I like it I as an idea. Build, I like it as I an idea. Build, I like the. Um, I want to build to go to Abby moment. Him 
one of the uh, light tube uh, towers. I'm doing uh, because this occurs the triangle. It's like the U.S. versus America versus Germany, <laughs> and it's like it's the Empire State Building. I can't do the Abbey voice. I'm not going to try to. Not I don't even racist. know what I just can't do it. That voice is. It's just a, it's a Japanese man. Okay. Go, but, and, he, and then he gets hoisted by his own petard, though. He he eats the light tubes. He goes okay. right into it, and it's fucking, it kicks ass. And it, but it's <laughs> such a, it's, um, So I that's the spot you were talking about. Yeah, that's sort okay, of, and that's even, sort of the way things work. Me. Okay. Like to me, as a lot of time, it's like, if you call it out that, that the, your, that the weapon is gonna happen, then it's sort of like, does he say, does em- wait, does he say Empire State Building? Yes, he does, which is really Okay, funny. so I missed that. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's like, well, to me, it's well, the idea we'll of... we'll splice that in. Uh, is to splice me, it's the right the word there? Splice. Yeah, we'll splice it in. Splice like, the audio in. Splice it like Pinky in the Brain. Um, there's there's some sick fucking spots in this match. We alluded to the bed of nails. Holy shit, this... Uh, bed of, all right, really... so bed of nails comes later. First, it's hypodermic needle time. Is it? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, you gotta you gotta start. You gotta write at least some sequential stuff down here. <laughs> I'm bad at this. I'm not a I'm not a notes person. Um, yeah, yeah. It's here's okay. the thing about that, though. Okay. I just want to point that. The, so these have the, the difference between um, this compared to uh, the saw death match. These are these have saline solution in them because mm-hmm. of the visual. But here's the thing: usually you get that for the cheek. We get this. Well, we do I get it through the cheek. Uh, we get it through the... All right, we, we first did. of all, yes, we get it through the cheek first. And yes, the saline solution is a refinement of this spot, this little prop usage. Um, Thumbtack Jack didn't think... Thumb, oh, God, it's a hard hard thing. TJ didn't think yes. to... Uh, of course, TJ also had 250 fucking needles that he was using. Um, this This is a cool visual thing. Uh, Drake sticks the needle and I say cool. <laughs> it's fucking cool. I guess uh, it's cool. It's, it's impressive. It's dark is what it is. Um, sticks it the needle. It leaves an impression. Yeah. It, well, yes, it literally leaves an impression in Abdullah's cheek. Um, he sticks it through Abby's cheek and the, you can see the other end of the needle as Abdullah opens his mouth. Um, and, Drake begins squirting the saline solution out of Abdullah Kobayashi's open mouth. Um, yeah, that's... So here's the thing. I know we, we talked about this briefly earlier. Um, and Abby Abby does sell it well. He looks like the woman at the end of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre right after she's escaped the, the, the inbred family, except instead of a young white woman, it's a fat, bald Chinese man in a dress. Um, or a skirt, excuse me. Uh, and yeah, he has a needle sticking out of his cheek. Um, yeah, so the needles, it's gross and it's scary, but at least that's some shit that was like made it, made to go into the skin. Uh, none of this other stuff here was just like made with a design to optimize penetration of the flesh. Right? So yeah, that's a clean wound. It was made to go in. It was made to be pulled out, right? I f- yeah. To me, I, f- I think the like the idea of it is more is less like it's actual danger and more the uh, body horror element of it. Yeah, well, like, you've, that's been, like, you've been you stuck with being, a needle before, so you know what it feels like. Yeah, and it's that sense of 
like if you haven't stuck the needle, how many times have you been stuck with a needle through your fucking cheek into your mouth? Well, and it, you're also maybe at the if you've mercy. had like a sort of like a weird piercing, like a a Monroe piercing. Those people probably have. Yeah. But it's just <laughs> you're also at the mercy of your opponent in a way. Like if someone just hits you with a light tube, I mean, it's different. It's fucking worse, but it's also. It just happens. There's you a there's not, a delicate touch that has to be administered if you're putting a needle through a person's cheek, as opposed to the um, the reckless, controlled recklessness of hitting a person in the head with a light tube. Like more often than not, you get like sort of a camel clutch setup or something similar to some sort of oh, like at least a chin lock, some sort of submission. Yeah. Oh yeah, where no. it's already you're like you're already like prone and then instead of just being in a hold you get a fucking syringe for the cheek or as drake is about to get a syringe into the fucking throat okay okay uh so he so from the let's let's give him a teaser okay um so from (laughs) abdullah has the uh the needle sticking out of his cheek uh and Where's Drake getting all these needles from? Um, he does a he does a jawbreaker while Abdullah has the needle in his cheek, which I'm laughing, I'm yeah, laughing at this point. Um, and then, yeah, at this point, Drake body slams Abby on the bed of nails, a weapon that to me is much scarier than a needle. Uh, he oh, flips, for fucking sure, yeah. yeah. He flips it on top of Abby. Abby does a double stomp from the top. Uh, then Abby makes his big comeback with a spinning back fist and then does his Rainmaker into Sling Blade, which I'm not sure if that is a full parody of New Japan Main Eventers, but it sure feels like it at times. Um, it fucking kicks. It's so funny, though. It kicks ass. I love amazing. one. I love it. Because he's the stompy motherfucker. He's fucking, I mean, God, what a legend. Yeah. Um, and then he grabs the needle from Drake. <sighs> this is where it happens. And where does he put it? Yeah. It goes right in the throat, right, 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 right in the sort of Adam's apple, right in the, in, in, in the guzzle. He guzzles him to quote, to, you know, to reference, uh, sure. diff- to <laughs> Kevin Sullivan. The I guzzle. love that that's just a term. That's just okay. like a pro wrestling term for the throat. It's just a guzzle. So he sticks it what in the his. What is wrong with press wrestlers, man? I don't know. He sticks it in his throat and you hear people screaming in the crowd. Um, yeah. Like, there's, like, women just, like, just shouting and screaming. They are terrified. They've seen, they've sat through probably three mid-card death matches before this. Um, and this is, this is the shit that makes the regulars go, I think I'm, I think I'm out, man. They do, the, like, the dealer, show you the back of the hand, show the, <laughs> the front of the hand, show them the back of the hand. They're fucking walking away. Um, yeah, needle hanging out of the fucking neck and throat. Of Drake, where did that needle go? Like, where, what, what did it pin it? What did it pierce? We, I mean, there's, there is a, it's not like a spray of blood, but there's a, a blood right it's, out. It starts it's, pouring out. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. intense. Oh, um, uh, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then hilariously, uh, Abby Junior does a another sling blade, and then hits a shining wizard, which are absolutely the funniest two moves you can do to a man after sticking a needle into his neck. <laughs> Uh, yeah really good um and then yeah what we get where do you go from there at that point we had peaked but we get some nail spots we get some light tube spots drake takes a power bomb onto so at one point abdullah sets a bunch of tubes on top of the bed of nails (laughs) which is hilarious 
uh, power bombs Drake onto the tubes and the bed of nails, tries to pin him, uh, but Drake just, I thought it was for, for sure three. His shoulders are down, not on the mat, but on a bed of nails. Um, he, he manages to rip his back flesh away from the nails at the last split second and get the shoulder up for two. Um, and then Abby finishes with just a fucking regular ass top rope elbow. Cause where do you, where do you even go from there? Yeah. Where do you go? I mean, I mean, you know, Drake does get a Drake's landing in there, which is fucking impressive considering, I mean, he's a, a, a little Abby is about the weight of the other three guys we've watched in, uh, on this show combined. Does he now? I, I must have, I, I, like I said, I was, uh, doing stuff like I, I was very, very much multitasking while I watched this. Did he hit a Drake's landing? Yeah, he does for a near fall. And it's like, after, I mean, they, Abdul Kobayashi, I mean, he's not a tall man, but he's a fucking fat man. <laughs> he is, he is a, I, I don't know if he's a full 300 pounds, but if, I don't doubt that for a second. Either. He's a fat man wearing a skirt, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's, this is good. This is real good stuff. And I, again, Abdul is a smart worker. This is how you do a 15 minute deathmatch main event. Not an all time classic, but a beautiful match. Uh, Drake should have been a star in the company for the rest of his life. And, uh, yeah, uh, they shake hands. Abby puts him over on the mic afterwards. Drake gets to talk a little bit, shouts out the West Side uh, Combat Zone, and Dai Han. He he talks about how how much he he loves he loves all of his brothers. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's Drake should have been a star here. He should have. I mean, I'm glad he did what he did, but he could have been. Um, the, it could have happened earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, because this is this is his one shot at the title. This is his big. I mean, it sort of feels like for a dude who was already like a deathmatch star in the U.S. and by 2006, it's like and huge um, in Europe, absolutely massive in Europe, bigger big in Europe before he was big in the U.S. Probably. Yeah, it's sort of like it's sort of just a, a weird thing of timing that it didn't happen. And he is currently the last non-Japanese wrestler to challenge for the deathmatch world title in oh, Big Japan. That's and weird. yeah, and God, I fucking if it's it, it better be RSP if if it's going to be somebody else like uh, one of the like one of the guys they've brought in this year. It better not it'll be, be Jimmy it'll, Havoc. No, it'll be Jimmy Havoc. It'll be Jimmy Havoc. I, I want. I, I, well, I mean, I'd be happy. I would. I would be glad for RSP for Ricky Shane Page. I would feel tr- not as great for because i don't like him as much as drake but i like him i feel like he would have that same sort of feeling jimmy havoc no ricky shane page is uh is a he's ohio you know he is he is from that same part of the country as drake um has a similar ish energy was a backyarder obviously um i forget if he was rigor mortis or christian faith or forget what his name was um Um, yeah, he was, he was. I mean, he was definitely Christian faith as a pro. I think, I think he was rigor mortis, and then he was Christian faith. Yeah, um, and then became a pro. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, shouts out to the the Ohio scene. Overhaul, uh, Overhaul is a great Ohio backyarder. Yeah, uh, I like. Um, but I would be. But I, I feel like if he got the, if he was the next, that would feel right. Yeah. I don't fucking want it to be Jimmy Havoc. That just sucks ass. If it's not going to be fucking any if one of Los Nomadas, I'm you know? surprised Masada hasn't challenge for the title since then um yeah he i think he did the year before but in philly 
or where yeah, they're running earlier. Yeah, that doesn't count. No, doesn't count. Um, yeah, I I think yeah, bring Gage over though is the obvious. Yeah, what, I mean, what, if they're not gonna if they're not gonna just fucking get, give it to one of Los Amados, not gonna give it to Sikapay or Miedo Extremo or Orlando Jack. Like, I could see when G- when GCW runs their Japan show, I could see the the Big Japan title being defended on that show. Um, who's the champion right now? Is it Takahashi? Yes, Takahashi, um, who has and, yet to work. GCW. Right, has I not fucking come would to America. To. Right, has never yeah. wrestled in America. Yeah, um, I, could... I think I think he did on the Indie Summit show, but that's it. That was fucking years ago. That was before he was a deathmatch superstar, like one of the three, four best mm-hmm. deathmatch guys in the world, which he is now. Right. Um, um, so yeah, I th- I think that's possible. Uh, that's weird. That's a really weird thing. But I mean, like, yeah, Drake is Drake is the guy. Drake is the guy. Uh, if he's if he's the last white man to ever challenge for that title, you couldn't pick a better white man. Um, yeah. Which is, I, I know, damning with faint praise. Not really though. It's a uh, it's good. He's our boy. Yeah. He he he's just such a sincere dude. Yeah. I don't know. He is he every like I said. I mean, you we we know Drake. He is someone who you you see him and you. I don't understand someone who couldn't get Drake. Well, the people, who, the people who couldn't get Drake are the people who couldn't get Deathmatch Wrestling. I guess, but even even like straightforward Drake, I feel like there's something about him that is eminently understandable and relatable. Like, I, I mean, everybody knows this, like a Sammy Callahan, but not in a, they're not like best fucking friends with Sammy Callahan. They're not like, yeah, I know a Sammy Callahan. I mean, that's the thing. We most of us do know a person like Sammy Callahan, and we try to stay away from that person. Yes, Drake, we do not. Go ahead. We, the person we know who's a Drake. Is someone we fucking give our loyalty up to? Yeah, we gravi- they give you it up gravitate to towards the Drakes in your life. Um, he is he is a fucking nice guy. Uh, he gave up he gave up the drugs, man. He gives up he gave up the drugs. He gave up the cutting himself because he wanted to be a family man, um, and he did it successfully, right? Yeah, look at him. A- and it's been. Uh, nearly five years since his last match, and uh, you and I have said this in DMs that you you for sure don't think he's ever going to wrestle again. No, no way. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. And I, if unless if he doesn't want to, I think his legacy is as one of this era is fucking solid. It is yeah. fucking great. He has a great legacy. He is a a unique figure and an era of indie wrestling that. Um, had fewer unique figures than he probably should have. It had a whole lot of Davey Richards, Team Ambition. <laughs> um, it had a lot, it had a good amount of guys who combined sort of not like different pathways, like uh, Danny Havoc, like Scotty Vortex, and most obviously Drake Younger. Yeah. Um, but it but it he got didn't out. Have That's the thing. Him. He got out. All right. Yeah. He. You know, he he made it big in a way that no who the hell how could he expected that? Right. You know. Well, no. All right. So here's the thing. You've seen Goodfellas. Yeah. Okay. Henry Hill gets out. Right. Witness protection. Yeah. Um, he's safe. He's living in uh, a suburb, and he's going out in the morning. He gets the paper, um, and he looks. Not happy, but he looks like he's alive. He's not in jail. Um, 
is that the life that Drake Younger has? Is he is he out, but is he unhappy? The line at the end of Goodfellas is, I ordered some spaghetti with marinara sauce and I got egg noodles and ketchup. I'm going to say this. Egg noodles and ketchup and a clean fucking life and a family? Worth quite a bit. 